0: Across the UK, online online and on DAB.
1: Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio.
0: Thank you,
2: George. Busy show this evening, dear listener. Um, You remember the um, Christmas bell end controversy? We've got that fella on. We've also got two young people on. Two young people. God, I'm old. You've made a brilliant film about 2016. And your phone calls. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian. Do, 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 do. Unmissable
1: late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation.
2: Make contact
0: with Ian Lee.
1: Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. Hello? What for?
3: Where? On the wall. Offensive? Yeah. How's it offensive? That looks like a penis. That's like a bell, and that says end. Right. So people are taking offense to it. Who is? Back, so. I'd, I'd rather be the door. Right? I'll just switch it off. But I want you to sit me down. You're going to knock my door in yeah. so so, so to, yeah. to make me take these down? No, but I'm coming to get you and arrest you, please. Right. What for Christmas lights?
4: No, can't afford it. It's expensive. Well,
3: I'll switch them off. All right. <laughs>
4: there you go. Your penis is still <laughs> offensive.
3: I'm not taking the lights down. It's too late to take them down. It's Christmas. Well, well that's not very one. Christmassy, is it? What a bell with the with the word end on it. And the picture of a cock. It's not a cock. Yes, it is a cock. It isn't. Right.
0: Well, we'll agree to disagree.
3: <laughs> it's not a cop. have
0: been complaining, so you either take the lights down or I'll lock you up and I'll take them down
3: myself. <laughs> really? Yes. Are you joking no, mate? I'm
0: not.
3: That it's bell not is it's festive. festive. It's not. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll have that. The bell's festive. Right. the way it's been displayed and what you're inferring is not festive at all. Is what? That? Bell what? You've got it a picture or an So... So the, the word... Bell the word So end. a bell with the word end. What? Is that offensive? The penis is offensive. Right, well so I can have the others up. The bell and no, you
5: can't. Why? Why can't you just put Merry Christmas up like everybody else?
3: Well, because I have the word oh, before. I know you did. And then I, I put Lol up. Was that offensive? Is is Lol offensive? Oh not at so. so I can have a LOL? Oh, of course you can. So I can't have Bell a, a bell? With the word end on the end.
6: <laughs>
3: it's a mushroom. It's not a mushroom.
4: It is a mushroom. It's a
7: penis.
3: Well, I'm dyslexic, so I can't really tell.
2: <laughs> it's not a mushroom, it's a penis. <laughs> we played that yesterday. That, that comes from the Blackpool, uh, Blackpool Gazette. We've got the video of it filmed on um, Steve McGawley's um, telephone as the police came round to tell him off for displaying what they thought were rude um, Christmas lights outside. Steve McAuley's on the line now. Evening, Steve. Hello. Hey. 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 hey, you're five seconds in, you've dropped an F-bomb. Right, that's a yellow card, McGawley. That's a yellow card. I mean, oh, oh. Go. Um Yeah hey, you was being
8: festive. Yeah, yeah, I was being festive, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to be
2: serious. Um... Be serious, Steve. I'm double serious. Yep, proper Ian. proper yeah. serious. How is a penis uh, festive? It, it, it
8: wasn't a penis, it was a mushroom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Let's follow that line of questioning for a second. How is a mushroom festive? Uh, well, you're a fungi guy. You like that, you, you, you're a fungi guy. But yeah,
8: you tell me what to say. I'm a fungi guy, isn't
2: Yeah, that doesn't, yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Who's that with you? Is that your mum? Right, that's it. Right, you can't. you can't say the f-word on the radio. All right, that's it. All right. So Watch, just be careful. Um, right, sorry. That's right. That, that's, that's all right, Steve. I like you because you sound like my mate Dave. That's why I've taken the yeah. shine to you. Although I would hate to live next door to you.
8: Um, yeah, well, I'd hate to live next door to me as well. How constantly bang all the
2: time? How long? Yeah. Were those lights up there of the mushroom and the picture of a bell and the word end before the coppers came round? It was about
8: two nights, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, the, 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 there's, a, there's a lady over the road that just constantly grossed me up everything, <laughs> and I, I really just dis- I took a really dislike to. Her. She's like really, she's like the devil. Yeah. Uh, and then, I hope she's listening. To be honest.
2: Well, you say, well, is she constantly, you say, constantly, Steve, constantly grassing you up for everything. Well, what else have you yeah. done?
8: Well, I, I used to I, when I was a when I was a, a, a like a, a drug addict years ago. Yeah, I used to just nick stuff and all that sort of stuff. Well,
2: you can't you can't blame her for grassing you up for nicking stuff to feed your habit. <laughs> Go.
6: Go. she, she go was well too. within
2: the she was well within her rights, steve if you're nicking stuff to buy a little bit of brown she's totally within her rights to grass you up you muppet <laughs> <laughs> you'd do my oh, yeah, yeah. nothing you <laughs> would oh, steve are you steve are you yeah, uh, god steve, yeah yeah are you are you clean are you off the drugs now Yeah, since 98, yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. So, surely then, for the last 18 years, she's had nothing to complain about. 19 years. I do apologise. No, 18, you was right. Thank you. Nothing about. (laughs) good, Good joke, don't open with that. Surely for the last 18 years, then, she's had nothing, you should see how close my finger is to this dump button as well, she'll have nothing to complain about.
8: Uh, well, she's, she, she, to be honest, she's like a really lanky lady. Lanky. And, uh, I, I she, she lets her dog mess everywhere, all over the streets and stuff, and I, I, I'm the only one that complains about it.
2: Right.
8: And uh, she's got a car that's like, uh, I do I am. I'm just
2: talking bollocks <laughs> <about it. laughs> Right. Let's let's forget about her and her cart, Right. So yeah, you yeah. got you got you got a Christmas, a festive Christmas mushroom, outside, yeah. and then you put the a picture of a bell and the word end. Yeah, bell end. Which
8: which I, I I actually got arrested for it because I haven't got a clue why because I'm I'm that dyslexic with uh, pictures.
2: You're in. Um, you're in the star today aren't you? Have you seen it?
8: I'm some and I'm yeah, especially I, I'm in the i
2: Wigan news as well. A cheeky joker, cheeky joker. <laughs> I I'd, I'd say a lot I'd say a lot stronger than that Steve. Yeah. A cheeky joker has become the first person in the UK to be arrested for an offensive festive light show. Exactly. Steve McGawley, 43. You are not the same age as me, Steve. You look about ten years older. You yeah, you're oh, going oh, to oh, say you look about ten years older. you fuck, you're going bald. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking bald with me, and you you're
8: like I'm really grey. Well, I was I, was, I,
2: was, I, was, I said, I'm, I'm grey, but at least I've got hair, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got hair as well. You should see this. Steve McGawley, 43, shocked neighbours in Blackpool with his display. Um, which had a bell with the word end. Police arrested him, when, and he was landed with a 90... You had to pay a £90 penalty uh, for a public order offence. <laughs> yeah. I wish, oh, that's what I wanted
8: to ask you as well. Uh, do you know what, what Bible and stuff? Do they... Uh, have,
3: because they've got 10,000 views on that, will they pay well, me some million, dough? you got 6 million,
6: you've got 6 million.
3: No, 10
2: million I've got. Right. 10 million views on what? On Lad Bible, do they pay me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You get. Um, I think you get. Is it ten pence or has it gone up to twenty pence for every view? You're joking? No, I'm no, no. Dressed. If you if you get in touch with Lad Bible, um, you get about ten pence for every view. So if they've had ten million, that yeah. flipping it—that's a million quid. A million quid.
6: I've got a million quid. It's won a million quid. I've got a million quid. <laughs>
3: Uh, can I just put a big shout out to Lee Lee because he's a right skinny bastard
2: and uh, he's all a right. Uh, Steve. Uh, have hello? you taken? <laughs> God, tell <help> me. I'm <laughs> him off, but um, can still off. All and... right, there right, Here we go. I think we may have just got that, and we may have just got that. Steve, thank you very much. Thank him. Um, I, the, I think we. Oh God, I'm sweating now. I think. I dumped all of the bad words there. There is a chance that a swear word got through. If it did, if it did, um, could you give me a call? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and let me know. If it did, of course, we, we um, uh, never want to offend in that way. And um, we do not condone bad language. Uh, it's certainly not category A's or B's or C's, as I think that one was. In that case, so just again, if any bad language got through then then that we uh, we seriously and humbly apologize three four 499 1000 is the telephone number. if you want to give us a call, late nights with Ian Lee, this is talk radio. Uncut after-hours conversation For the
1: up-all-night generation Late night, Ian Lee On Talk Radio
0: We have ways of making you talk
2: Some bad language Escaped during that interview Get rid of the music Some bad language escaped during that interview And of course um, uh, We're not fans of bad language on this show We certainly don't condone it And um, my dump button finger was not quick enough I take full responsibility for it Apologies Apologies if anybody was offended by anything that may have um, slipped out during that uh, that interview, um, yeah, my sincerest apologies. Entirely my fault. I was not quick enough pressing the magic button. So, uh, apologies for that. Um, we won't let it happen again. Onwards and upwards, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, two more shows before Christmas. Two more shows before Christmas. So, so, so. You can call in about anything you want. Let's see what Caddick's got for us. Evening, Caddick. Evening, again. Evening, Alan.
9: Evening, Mark, sir. Uh, What? Evening to a man with a funny
2: belt, right? Yep, 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 yep. What is five years to getting trouble with the law? He's, not, he's gone, Alan. Oh, I missed him. Yeah, yeah, we let him go. Did he want to practice curfew? It was a little bit, but yes, the tag started um, beeping, so we had, to, um, we had to send him on his way
9: thankfully,
10: I haven't
2: been tagged so no. I wonder what that's like. Do you have to wear the... Because uh, I would struggle getting to sleep with a tag on. And are they waterproof? I don't know. I've never had a tag. Because supposing you want to have a bath or a shower or something. Uh, no, you have to have a wash. No, I suppose you just just have to have a good wash all over. That's all you'll be able to do.
10: Anyway... It's
2: Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve night. Oh, that's a nice little song, Alan. Well, I'm, I'm just so excited because mm,
10: mm, 40, uh,
2: nearly 48 hours to for the big day. I'm not looking, I, and I hate to say this because it makes me a real bar humbug. I'm really not looking forward to Christmas. Why not, Ian? I'm just not in the mood for it this year. You have the boys with you? Yeah, I'm just... I, do you know what? In, in some ways, I'm I'm almost... Dreading is, is a strong word, but I'm kind of dreading it. Oh, dear. Oh,
9: dear. Oh, dear. See, that's my catchphrase.
2: Yeah, well, never mind. Never mind.
10: If you, uh, what plans
2: have we got for the new year? What sort of things have we got to look forward to in 2017? Um... What? When you say we, what do you mean? I mean, in, in the aspect of the show. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and have two weeks off in February? Yeah? Yeah? Another a performance like... ring? Uh, there is, yeah, there is a performance ring. That's sold out. Um, and there's a couple of other bits and pieces going on. But um, we'll just keep on keeping on, Alan, and make the show as good as we can. And the fun starts New Year's Eve. The fun starts 9 o'clock on New Year's Eve here on Talk Radio.
10: (laughs) Have a Merry Christmas, everybody, and I'll leave with these final words. Hip, hip, hip. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, Ray. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Ray. Uh, That dump button must have been
9: smoking. Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh, well,
9: it was supposed to be funny, but never mind.
2: No, it wasn't.
9: No, OK. Well, um, you ask him what's festive about a penis. Well, it, it comes over. Well,
2: right, year. listen, right, 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 listen, right. Th- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When we've just had a bit of bad language on the show, um, it, it's kind of best to, to, trust me, I'm a professional <laughs> at that, that, that being in trouble. When we've had a bit of bad language on the show, it's kind of best if we just move on and not keep drawing attention to it, OK? I've apologised um uh and sincerely apologized and um i've moved on and i don't think having this next call now is a good idea so let's get rid of that please oh three four 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 nine now trust me guys trust me i've been in enough trouble to know how to get out of trouble generally generally i know how to get out of trouble no not always but i i'm kind of quite good 0344-499-1000 344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Coming up in a bit, there's this brilliant film that's doing the rounds online um, about uh, 2016. And it's these two blokes, and I've never heard of them. Um, but it's flipping brilliant, and I retweeted it. And it's, very, it's only eight minutes long. And it's about this guy that um, uh, has been asleep for all of 2016, and he wakes up. And, um, someone has to explain to him what's going on. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. In fact, if you go to my Twitter feed and find it, forget the next 10 minutes of the radio show, because there's not really going to be, um, a lot of good stuff in the next 10 minutes. I, I pretty much guarantee it. Go to my Twitter feed, um, and scroll through it and find the, um, uh, the little short film. I retweeted it earlier on. It'll be easy to find. I've only got about seven tweets now. Um, so go and have a look at that and watch that. And then we'll speak to them in about 10 minutes time. So we'll have some of that, which will, uh, which will be very good. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, here's something. I didn't know that this, that, that I thought everybody knew this. I didn't know this thing in the sun was news. Maybe I only know it because I've been on the television programme, speaking about being in trouble. Richard's Pointless Computer. So you know the, the Pointless programme, right? And you know the Richard Osman, who is the brain box? He's the tallest man in the world. He's something like seven foot two. It's, um, he's ridiculous. Massive hands. Absolutely massive hands. Um, well, his laptop is never switched on. I thought everyone knew that. I thought that... Have you ever seen him using his laptop, checking his emails or updating his Facebook status? Of course you've not. Apparently, it's, it's, um, it's, it's big showbiz news. The laptop on hit quiz show Pointless is just that, as it has never even been switched on. W-T-F. What the flip? The computer sits on a desk next to show expert Richard Osman, suggesting that he uses it to research answers. Well, I've never thought that for a second that that's what that was for. I never thought that's what... uh, I never thought that for a second. I once presented a quiz show, like, years ago, awful show called Mental, and um, the questions were set by the contestants so we then had a team that would fact check the um, the answers but we were doing it on 56k dial up so it was well slow I mean ridiculously slow and we would sometimes have to stop I remember we had to stop for 20 minutes um, at one point to, for them to find out the answer to a question Manny yes you Are you all right?
10: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah? Fine, thank you. Good, Manny. What you got for us? I'm getting new no eyes. What? I'm getting new no eyes. What noise? Eyes. Eyes? Yeah. What are you. I'm not getting all of your sentence. Say hey, it again. I said, I'm going to get some new eyes. Oh, well, because they've got these robot eyes, haven't they? Yeah. Now, are you actually going to get them, or are you. I am. How do you know? because i am okay so you' so you're 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 not okay um but th- yeah they've invented these robot eyes that can help blind people see you're
10: gonna have a little bit of vision like i've got to take, i've got like a little i can see like a bit of light yes so maybe maybe you never know
2: well you never know man you, you never
10: know, know. I've, got, I've, I've, I've got to i've got see the um IP on uh, the twenty I think it's the twenty fourth or the twenty of um, January.
2: Oh yeah. The, the professor. I I don't uh, think they're gonna say we got robot eyes for you, Manny Well, they've gotta give them to somebody, haven't they? yeah,
10: they, yeah but we're giving it to an eighty year old or a seventy year old. I'm only forty
2: six. Well, it's past it really. Let me oh. find the story. Um Blind patients are to be given bionic eyes on the NHS for the first time after a groundbreaking trial restored the sight of those taking part. Initially, doctors will fit a camera device to ten people... Oh, here we go. You've not got this. Suffering degenerative retinitis pigmentosa. Retinitis... Yeah, that's what I've got. Pigment... Have you got it? yeah man man he's getting eyes man he's getting that's, eyes he's gonna see today. he's that's gonna, that's
10: gonna that's see that's why i'm happy today
2: hey man he's, they're gonna fix your eyes man
10: maybe you're
2: gonna be able to see
10: maybe this
2: maybe Yeah. You know, maybe a good 2017 this is brilliant well it's definitely gonna happen in that case i hope so mate yeah I man so. i thought you can pay for them sorry otherwise you can pay for them <laughs> how much are they it not say what 120 grand hey get out of town no. do a
10: kickstarter i'll give you I'll, 50p I'll, 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 i'm going to sweeten up my mum and dad tomorrow
2: are they rich they've got a few bob yeah then i'm gonna go and sweeten them up tomorrow it sends wireless signals to receptors on the back of the eye the then com- converted into shapes by the brain. Former butcher Keith Heyman was one of three people yeah, fitted yeah. with the bionic device at Manchester Eye Hospital.
10: He, he was on um, ITV News, ITN News today. He saw your
2: grandchildren, he saw the Christmas tree die. Oh, here we go, listen to this, listen to this, this is brilliant, right? Having spent half my life in darkness, I can now tell when my grandchildren run towards me and make out lights twinkling on a Christmas tree. I would be talking to a friend who might have walked off and Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell and kept talking to myself. Imagine walking away from a blind bloke when they're talking (laughs) to you. I mean, you you guys can be quite boring. I'm not boring. Well, Manny, my listeners will be the judge of that. Okay, dokie. Oh, Okey-dokey-dokey-daddy. Well, I look forward to you getting... I look forward to seeing you, seeing you. Okay, I'm going to cut you off now, Manny. Cut off! No. Someone's in a good mood. He won't be getting um, the magic glasses. But um, um, I I would be talking to a friend, who said this this bloke who's blind, this butcher. I would be talking to a friend who might have walked off and I couldn't tell and I kept talking to myself. Imagine walking off when a blind bloke's talking at you. I mean, yes, there's there's proof proof, uh, in the pudding. Uh, They can be very dull, but walking off from a blind bloke... This doesn't happen anymore. These little things make all the difference to me. A camera mounted on a pair... This is nuts, actually. A camera mounted on a pair of glasses sends wireless signals direct to the nerves, which control sight. They are decoded by the brain as flashes of light. But how much can you... I mean, how much would you be able to actually... see, see? Would it be like proper see? It wouldn't be proper seeing... Would it? It would be, um... It would be kind of, um... I don't know, like, shadowy? Would it be shadowy figures? Is that what you'd get? You wouldn't get the full-on proper eyesight thing. Maybe you can, I don't know. Haven't they been saying for years, every year... Oh, yeah, this year, Stevie Wonder's... They've got a chip they can put in Stevie Wonder's head so he can see. Every year, that's been a thing that's been going to happen. So... um Wonder. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee. Talk radio. Late night conversation
0: wealth using sleepover. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On talk radio. We have ways of making you talk.
11: Join
4: us. Where am I? How are you feeling? Uh, A bit weird, to be honest. How long have I been asleep? 343 days. 343 days? We thought we'd let you rest.
11: For 343 days? Well, after the night you had, we thought it best to leave you sleeping.
2: Do you remember New Year's Eve? That's the book. There we go. It's brilliant. If you've not seen it, it's absolutely brilliant. It's called 2016, um, and it is. It popped up in. You know something's going viral, right? When it kind of pops up in your timeline f- about four or five times from completely different people. I only follow eighteen people, and it popped up in my timeline, uh, and then it popped up on my Facebook page, um, and it was all over the shop. And I normally, you know me. I don't click on links. I can't be bothered to click on links. Some people, I know you don't click on links, Ian, but uh, someone sent me the longest email I have ever received the other day. Honestly, it, it, it's got to be about 20,000 words. I'm not going to read that, with the greatest of respect. Anyway, I don't click on links, but this popped up, and Kathy Burke retweeted it, and I respect Kathy Burke a lot. She's one of the few people whose link I will click on. Uh, And I'm glad I did, because it's brilliant. Uh, It's by Hubert Burton and Tom Hanson. They join me on the lines now. Evening, gentlemen. Hello. Hello, hello. Now, Tom, you're in Paris, is that right? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, What the hell's going on with you, man? It's nearly Christmas time. I'm, I'm, I'm out here for
4: Christmas. It's my girlfriend's birthday What? Uh, today, so we came out here. It's been somewhat, um, sidelined by this crazy video, but, uh, yeah, we've come out here for this, and my dad's working out here, so we're we'll all out to your, your
2: girlfriend must be so pleased that her birthday is being interrupted <laughs> by you and your mate, um, going viral.
4: Yeah, she's slightly annoyed. When we were at <laughs> dinner, my phone was like on the table and just kept buzzing because you were emailing us being like, oh, guys, so good. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, it's, uh, she's she's very proud. But uh, noses are slightly out of joint, perhaps. Well, you're gonna not, not too bad. We all
2: know. We all know, Tom, that having a, a viral video makes you rich. So, yeah, you're going to be able to buy yeah. her diamonds and things
4: yeah well, I hope so, and I imagine she does as well yeah. on now, listening. Listening. The Press pressures on the pressure's
2: on now Hubert tell me now hubert which which one are you are you you 're the, the guy with the bowler hat in the film i'm the, I'm the one dressed in a suit
11: wearing a bowler hat that 's me
2: um this is absolutely brilliant where do, now listen i don 't know anything about you gentlemen. Um, but it looks like this is not obviously the first thing you've done. Hubert, tell me about how you two got together and why you do this.
11: Well, Tom and <laughs> I met at drama school. Oh. So, uh, we met back in 2011, actually it was, um, when we were training to be actors. Yes. We
12: were meant to, we
11: were meant to be trained to be serious actors, um, yes. which we are, of course. Um, but uh, he, yeah, Tom and I met and we actually didn't get along too well at, 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 at first, but then we, then we realised that we sort of, we shared a love of comedy and, yeah, we got writing kind of straight away, really. And then we started doing YouTube probably about 2013. Just as a bit of fun, yeah, really.
2: Yeah, it's about that, yeah. Um, so what kind of stuff have you been doing then, Tom? What, with regards to YouTube? Yeah, yeah, just messing around and stuff. Or, or could, cause
4: Well, yeah, is... I mean, initially we were down. We went down and stayed with Hubert's parents. who live in the countryside. And we were quite hungover one morning... And Hubert kind of adopted this kind of persona of a... Uh, I sort of you know, those, those kind of nature walks programs yeah. that are on on kind of four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Hubert just kind of started playing this character. and oh, yeah. uh, we were, <laughs> I just started filming him. Yeah. Uh, and then we put it... I sort of edited all the clips together and put it on our channel. Yeah, I didn't know Tom um, was doing any of this.
11: I no, he was furious. You
4: know. Hubert was completely furious. So we put it up, and then it got, like, quite a good response. Yeah. And then we did a couple of other videos. We started doing sketches, and then... Uh, and then it kind of built from there we did one video which was uh, using the lyrics of somebody that i used to know by Gautier. um <laughs> yeah. as a, like a dramatic uh, like two guys breaking up and uh, that did really well and we kind of stuck with it um our output's been somewhat sparse over the past 12 months or so but like this is this is we we put a lot of time and effort into this, so we're so glad that it it looks, had the effect that it's had. It
2: looks stunning, you know. Even even if the content wasn't any good, which it is, it, <laughs> it looks it looks absolutely um, uh, stunning. Is, who's is it? You directing it, or did you get someone well, in? We had
11: we had um, we roped in a, a very um, a very sort of talented friend of ours called Louis Bowes. Who, yeah, Louis uh, Bowes. Louis, big up the Louis Bowes. Bigging up Louis big Bowes. Louis, Louis Bowes, Bowes massive. Out. To louis Bose because he, he he put in so much hard work to this video and without him it wouldn't have looked nearly as good and actually he was also really helpful in terms of like telling us when the the jokes were really bad and so he was also helpful you know with the writing of it as well as the sort of look of it all so yeah louis is is louis yeah, the man
2: louis the, the man, man. hubert are, are you channeling a little bit of the old patrick Mcnee in there from the avengers do you know what? I'm absolutely not, Ian. But Are you not?
11: <laughs> no, but it... I mean, that's great. Thanks. I mean... oh,
2: it's, it's meant as a compliment. I'm not saying you're, you're knocking him off or anything. No, it's no, it's no, meant no, as a compliment.
11: No. I'll, ta- I'll take that absolutely as a, as a compliment. Um, no, it's my dad's bowler hat, though. So maybe I'm handling <laughs> a bit of my dad sort of subconsciously. I don't
2: know. Um... Um, I'm trying to find... I'm reading the, the um, comments on YouTube.
11: Yeah, um, there's, some, there's some pretty funny ones in there. There's a I great
2: don't... one about, it would have been perfect, yeah, except yeah, for yeah. the jump cuts.
11: Yeah, a little criticism yeah. there. <laughs> which we always so I said, sorry, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> yeah, I like the one that describes, I think it describes us as liberal scum. Oh yeah,
2: it says, uh, and I think, well, I, we've had a bit of bad language tonight, so I won't yeah. say the full thing, but it's sucker something, you liberal scum. Yeah, which I, again, I yeah. quite like. Um yeah, it's the YouTube, YouTube, I mean, because Adam Buxton does the whole thing about going around and reading the YouTube comments. It does um, bring the strangest of people together. Um, it's brilliant. It is. It is, looks stunning. It's very beautiful. It's very, very funny. Um, and boy, doesn't it remind us, Tom, what a terrible year 2016 has been. It's not been great, has it? And now we're all going to die in a nuclear war yeah yeah
4: i mean uh, i I guess i don't know I, I we sort of thought we it came to a point in the year after Trump, really, where things started to become funny because yeah. you're just like how how bad how bad can this be yeah. like we we, we 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 leave the e u which I know is a very complicated thing, but for for, for me personally, I was very upset, and then uh, Trump happened, we lose Bowie, we lose Rickman, you know all these amazing people. And you just go, like, how, 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 how bad can this get? So, in a way, that message at the start when Hubert says all the good things, like, you know, maybe that's just kind of a, a harbinger of hope for 2017. Um, because cause it, it can't get worse than this. I mean, I mean, maybe it can. <laughs> I think can. If, if it can. If it does, then we've got material for another video. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't, yeah. then, you know, it's been a good year. So it's a win-win, really. Yeah. yeah,
2: That's the main thing. As long as you can make another funny film next year, that's of course as long as yeah, we're exactly all, uh, as long as
4: we can speak to alive. you uh, on the twenty seventh of December, <laughs> on twenty
2: second of December two thousand and seventeen, then we're all right. What's the What's the plan, Hubert? What do you What do you um, What do you want to be when you grow up? Um,
11: well, I mean, in terms of like this, <laughs> this I mean, I'm twenty five, but like I feel, uh, I feel like in terms of this video, we just we kind of we Tom and I just love love writing really, so. We kind of we kind of just want to keep doing that and obviously, you know, the acting is also the kind Whoa! of the main thing. well, what
2: what was that? Tom are you still with us? That was a It was oh, that I'm you? sorry, yeah, that was a horn. I, I, we heard the not, horn. Not what? mine, the taxi's. OK, so it was not well, your that,
4: horn.
11: That really would, that really would be a, a, an end-to-end-all 2016 if, if, you, if you suddenly were kind of <laughs> knocked over by a car in Paris. <laughs> no, it's poetry
4: in motion, isn't it, really? Oh,
11: God, well, there God, we go. God.
2: That, would have, been, um, that would, well, it would have been great for ratings for both yeah. of us guys. So, um, <laughs> yeah, disappointing yeah, yeah. that Tom's managed to sustain it th- this far in the interview. <laughs> but gone, thank on, But so, The I mean... burgeoning actor dies on radio. Do you want to do more of this stuff and make a living out of it?
11: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean obviously, yeah, we want to we want to do what we love, and we love getting together and um, you know, knocking around ideas. And this was a, this was a really fun process of sitting in a room together and just kind of you know bantering back and forth for for kind of years whilst we wrote it i mean the, the 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 process of making the film was 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 a bit harder cuz we had to get people to help us and yeah. but, but essentially we we just love to write and write our own stuff and we we'd really love to kind of take that further if, if possible um
4: yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i concur i concur i mean the the hard work that we put into this it's it's so gratifying to see it kind of paying off i mean even talking to you on the radio ian is like a huge um a reward for us, because it, it goes to show that it you know our you know time and effort and yeah. and really trying kind of
2: works something you know must have been um, a, a thrill when Kathy Burke retweeted it
4: that was, oh, great. That was amazing man that is <laughs> just the coolest thing, yeah yeah, Tom was uh, yeah I, yeah
2: Tom was tough
11: I
4: think I, I was on the airplane and I came off the plane, and then, like Kathy Burke's like, yeah, just fantastic yeah. <laughs>
2: It, listen, it, it is brilliant. Um, I, I, you, uh, you boys will have a future doing this kind of stuff if you, if you want to do it. I'm sure you work. You know, it, it looks good, it's funny, it's original. Um, and, yeah. um, you know, any time you do any more stuff, you're more than welcome to come on and chat about it. That's very Not exciting. Of what's, kind of you. If, you. if people want to find you on Twitter and YouTube, what's the best way to get hold of you? Hubert? Tom, no, I'm leaving that one to you, mate. You, neither okay. of you know, do you? Uh, no. no. So
4: we're on, We're on YouTube as... Tom and Hubert, if you search for Tom and Hubert, that's probably the best way to find us on there. If you search 2016, unfortunately, there's quite a lot of content. If you search Tom and Hubert, that's probably the best way. On Twitter, Hubert is at HMB1991. HMB1991. and I am slightly more complicated. I'm at T H A underscore oh, K N zero W S. Yeah, it's one of it's those. The northern expression, which is Vanos, so it's like Vanos. But you're with not from the north, so why are you zero using zero instead of an O? I don't
11: understand go, that one. You're not from the north. So I don't understand why you use that. Yes, but I have, a,
4: I, I have a sort of romance with them in my heart. The northern people. Oh, God. oh for God's sake! This is
2: awful. I know, Hubert. <laughs> can I give <laughs> you some? It? Can I give you some advice, Hubert? Go for it. Ditch Tom. I, 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 I'm seriously, Ditch Tom, he's off. He's off with his girlfriend in Paris. he's I know, Pretending exactly. he's a northerner. You don't need that. You can. You can. You can do better. You'll find someone better. Yeah, he's in
11: Paris. I'm just outside Basingstoke. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Keeping it real. Happy
2: Christmas, uh, gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for making me laugh. It was absolutely brilliant. I wish you the best of luck. Not at all. Thank you, Ian. Thank it's you, Ian. Cheers, to Tom. You. Thanks, you. But bye bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, honestly, it's such a good video. I'll retweet it again in a minute. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, just superb. And you know when you watch something, you think, "Oh, I think I'm watching... This is going to be big, and these blokes are going to be big. Um, 0344-499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio.
0: The wild man of late night radio is back.
2: Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Let's go to DJ opsie <laughs> DJ
6: speaking to my friend Ian Lee on UK Radio. How you doing, man?
2: Yeah, I'm good, DJ Otzi. Every time we speak, <laughs> yeah, your phone line gets a little bit worse.
6: Yeah, because the reason is I'm phoning from Austria, man. I'm mm. like in the middle of Europe, man, in wow. Austria,
2: Vienna, where we met in the year 2000, me and you. I don't remember going... What? I don't remember going to Austria in the year two thousand or in any year. Well, hey, let me let me try and remind you of some times we spent together. Okay, refresh yeah. refresh my mind. Right. So me and you we were in
6: Austria in Vienna and you said to me, Hey, you going to record the big hit, hey baby, with the O and the A and you're gonna make some big money. And I said, What are you talking about? Ian? You don't know what you're talking about. You're like losing your mind. Said, no. DJ, your You gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. So
2: I did it, and guess what? You were absolutely
6: mm. right, man. You were freaking right. We made a big hit together, man.
2: Okay. Um. So, w- am I owed any money as a direct result of this?
6: I didn't. I didn't make too much money out of it because it wasn't my song, man. But we. You know what happened? Oh my
13: goodness!
14: My girl.
2: My girl. Have you still got... Otzi, have you still got the um, Hulk Hogan style beard? Of course I do,
6: man. That's, yeah. that's my look, man. And you said to me... You say in the bar in the year two thousand in Vienna. Yes. Hey, hey, what you need to do is you need to grow a little goldy beard and wear yeah. the bandana, man. The bandana, yeah. You you the bandana, man, good to me.
2: Yeah. The, ba- the bandana really is a look. And of course sometimes you swap it for a little um I believe they call them a beanie hat. Oh, <laughs> You remember it, man. And, and I Chris remember, now Chris. I remember.
14: You, you, no. they, they, used the,
2: they used the song for the movie Kangaroo Jack, didn't they? <laughs> Great movie. I interviewed two of the cast of Kangaroo Jack.
6: I remember when you spoke to those guys, and I remember listening to that interview yeah. and thinking. Yeah, I did. Hey, I actually did. That, they used the song in that thing. Anyway, look, listen, man. Yes, man. Look. I've got a little chant that I'm working on for the year 2017 that's okay. coming up in the next in the next year. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah? It's like, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. Are you feeling good? You feeling good?
2: I'm feeling good. Hey! Hey, yeah, baby.
6: Hey, baby.
2: What do you think, man? Okay, thanks for calling, DJ RT. Goodbye. Um, John, good evening, John. Hello. Oh,
15: hello. Yes, That's that was better. my um, that
2: was my Kenny Everett. <laughs> uh, well, it was more Kenneth Williams. I thought. Oh, uh, hello,
6: yes. hello there, hello, Kenneth. Yes.
15: Oh. oh, oh no, naughty. You know my favourite bit of Hancock is where he says, "Man, yeah, no, I haven't got any friends. I've got no friends." And Hancock says, "Surely you must have some friends. I'm sure you have. No, I haven't. You ain't you ugly." Always enjoyed that bit. I I struggle. You, you I, don't like Hancock, I
2: no, know, I didn't, no? No, 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 John. Please, please, uh, don't put words in my mouth. Otherwise, I will spit them back out at you. Um, I, I struggle with Hancock, but I think it's because um, I watched a lot of the TV. They they re- repeated a lot of the TV series when I was when I was a kid, and actually, I think the radio shows are better than the TV shows.
15: Radio generally is better than TV, I guess. It is. You can I- imagine, obviously, you imagine what's going on.
2: And the, t- the TV shows are very clunky and slow. I mean, there's still some funny bits in here, but they're very clunky and slow, and um, I-, I-, I think the, radio's, the radio lasts the test of time a bit better. And also, I read a really good book about Hancock, and after he had his car crash, and um, he-, he said he could... I couldn't- didn't know he had a car crash. I didn't know he had a car crash. I said that, did he? Maybe he didn't. He had an accident, didn't he? Did he? Oh, 0344 499 four, nine, 1000. It's a it's, uh, topical in for the kids. Uh, <laughs> did, topical, yeah. Did handcuff. Well, he had... No, I... Right, OK, this is how I remember it, John. Stone uh, me. Uh, yes, I thought he'd had a car crash. And then when he came back from the car crash, he said that he couldn't remember the scripts... Um, so, or if you watch on the Ooh. TV show, well, you've seen this on the TV shows, quite often yeah, yeah, he's looking, yeah, I know what you're saying. he's looking just off camera.
15: Yeah, because blood donor, he's, he's looking yeah. at this script of, like, all the script, like yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah,
2: someone's kids. holding up the dummy card, they're holding dummy cards, and he's reading, yeah. and he said it was because, um, he'd had a car crash and he couldn't remember stuff, um, but, uh, people just thought it was just because they, they did it once after he came out of hospital, and then he was so lazy, he never bothered to learn the scripts again.
15: I can't. I can't see that happening because he was such a perfectionist, wasn't he? What
2: well, you can't see what happening?
15: Well, I, I can't imagine that he would have been lazy like that.
2: But he was. Um, he was a very arrogant man. When he but was he at was his a peak, perfectionist, I think, wasn't he? No, but when he was at his peak, he sacked off his writers, saying he didn't need the writers anymore. And then, of course, he went and did. Oh, you must read the book on him. It's it's heartbreaking. He went and did. Um, a big kind of comeback show at the Royal Festival Hall. Yes,
15: I know about this. It was yeah. all
2: new material, and he died on his ass. And so, as the show went on, he panicked and went back to doing the old stuff. And of course, stormed it, and everyone loved him. But he was gutted because they loved him doing the old stuff, and not the new stuff.
15: Yeah, imagine sucking in writers. That was unfortunate—an uh, unfortunate idea.
2: Yeah, and then of course he went to Australia.
15: And that was the end of him. And that
2: was the end of him. Very sad.
15: But I, 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 there's a, my favourite episode is actually something called the Poetry Society, which is brilliant. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but uh, he tries to get involved in this um, academic poetry society, and you know, in the end he gets kicked out, and Sid James gets
2: voted in. John, I'm going to stop you there. We've got some breaking news um, coming in. One of the 15-year-olds has phoned in. Um, Steve? Oh, I'm well, 42. Okay, well that was close. <laughs> I'm just saying this was a hot topic for the youngsters, and it's the school <laughs> holidays. I thought some keen young GCSE student would have would have been going, ah, we just did Hancock in um, English comedy. Um, oh, but no, it's an old man like us. Steve, yeah. did Tony Hancock have a car crash?
16: Prior to the filming of the Blood Donor, yeah, he was in a car. He couldn't drive himself, Hancock. Right. He was in the car with his first wife Sicily. Right. And she apparently escaped the car crash. She crashed the car. Yeah. But he had two black eyes. And if you look in very closely in the blood donor,
12: yeah.
16: He's actually quite swollen. Yeah. And he's forever looking past Jim Whitfield. Yeah. And past is it Patrick Cargill? I can't quite remember. I think, I think he's playing is, yeah. the the doctor. And obviously. He's he's trending. Lloyd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Lloyd as well. Yes. He's uh He's got the black wine gums,
12: yeah.
16: But he's forever looking past them because he's reading idiot boards. Now, so from that point onwards, he never
2: learned the script again. And, and, and now, Steve, is this re- so? Okay, that's one nil to me, John, because oh, he did no, have a car no, crash. Ah, no,
17: oh, wait a bit. Ah, oh,
2: no, <laughs> one nil. Now, Steve, did he no. nev- did he never learn the script again? Because a he couldn't <laughs> learn scripts again after his car crash, or b he just got a bit complacent and lazy.
16: He got very complacent and lazy. Two points. The, the, next, the next time he learned to script properly is for The Rebel, which was the, the film he did more or less the last time he worked for Goldman Simpson.
2: It's 2-0 to me, John, on the Hancock uh, quiz. Curses! Curses yeah. and naughty words. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to. Have, don't forget round two, of course. This time next year. Um, um, he's good. I, t- I, the, I, I like the rebel. I do like. What is it? Is it called the Punch and Judy man? Punch and Judy that's man.
15: The, is,
16: is a That's a not very good one. That's a not very good one. Well, sorry. Oh no, it's superb. It's the opening scene of the Punch and Judy man, where it's um, oh god, it's Sim, isn't it? It's Sheila Silver Sim, Silver Yes. He's playing his wife, I and, don't know. It, and it's just nothing but silence at breakfast in the morning, and it's so well put together. It's very, very... Bleak. Golden Simpson, but they didn't do it. They yeah. didn't like it. It's a bleak It's
2: a bleak movie. John, And John, you're saying you don't like that film? Don't like that one. Don't like that one. 3-0 to me, John, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> I do like that one. Yeah, it's 4-0 to me. Um, Steve, thank you for that. Any other um, Hancock facts you want to throw in? Yes.
16: A couple of weeks ago, I was at a certain radio theatre. Yeah. And I watched three brand new, well, brand new recreations of the Missing Hancock's so radio one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is no secret to say that three episodes from 1955 were when uh, Tony had basically gone uh, away to France right at the beginning of the series. Oh, and you right, able. Uh, just before, just before they're going to record them. Yeah. And so they got Harry Seacombe in to actually record <laughs> yeah. these episodes. They they did these episodes a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Harry's no longer with us. Yeah. So instead, they got Andrew Seacombe in, his son, oh, did they? to play Harry Seacombe playing hancock and i'll tell you one thing when they come out next year they are the freshest bits of comedy isn't that funny they're 60 year olds but they're brilliant
2: because they've, they've been they've been they've done this with some other lost hancocks but where they've had i don't know who it is playing hancock but they've King had Ritten some Alley. And, they, and he's brilliant and they've had they've had him playing hancock but they because hancock wasn't in this it was harry seekham they've got harry seekham's son playing harry Seacum playing hancock yes truth That'll be that'll be funny because I did I did I was unsure I would like those um, uh, missing ones being remade, but actually I thought they were brilliant. Do you remember when um, Paul Merton refilmed some for ITV? Yeah, the only one that worked was the Radio hand. I don't think I thought they were all awful. Why would you remake them though? You know what I mean? Um, let's ask Steve. Steve's the. Um, President of the Hancock Society, Steve. Why would you, re- <laughs> Steve? Why did you remake them, you idiot? They, they were, everyone knows that will be awful.
16: <laughs> and, uh, Paul Mooney was a bit of a star at the time, by the isn't He's now, but he's a big fan of them, isn't he? Yeah. So um but I like the radio. The radio hand ones it was quite good, and then the other ones are a bit. Wow. You know, I think they did the missing page as well, which. You need Sid James to, you know, just didn't didn't quite work. Colin Quentin, I think, did Sid James bit, which she, oh. she did all right.
15: Oh. What, did you, what did you think of Alfred Alfred Molina playing Hancock in that in that um, document? Well, it was a book, sort of biography film, wasn't it?
16: Oh, that was brilliant.
15: He was amazing. Was he was absolutely. He was the yeah. best um, at playing Hancock. He was incredible.
16: Right. So I, I think you're the coolest one about the Poetry Society. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I so love that. Do you know who one of the people was that was part of the cast of that? It was Warren Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Just really? prior, obviously, to doing Alf Garnett. Yeah,
15: yeah. And, then, and Spike Milligan just suddenly coming in. Oh, Lord. no, that didn't happen. Uh,
2: uh, happen. Alf, Garnet was nice. Alf Garnet was never funny. <laughs> oh my God! It was amazing.
16: they've just released a big box set of all the existing episodes, and I tell you, it was it was it was to the point. He he was funny. It was brilliant, considering that Peter Sellers was up for that role, oh. and also Leo, Leo McKern, Warren oh. Mitchell was sort of. How
2: funny story. you mention Leo McKern because I was having a good old think about Leo McKern today, and I, I, and because uh, of course he was in the um, slightly racist Beatles film Help, where he he gets blacked up and uh, dogs like Dad. Um, and plays an Indian man. I was really wondering about Leo McKern today, and wh- and I was going into all kinds of alternate um, timelines where Leo McKern was considered to be uh, the greatest actor that Britain had ever produced.
15: Well, you can't really yeah. beat him in The Prisoner. Did you see that episode?
2: No, I've never seen The Prisoner.
15: You are. Yeah. There's, a, there's one episode of The Prisoner. It's Leo McKern and Patrick McGurn, and it's just
2: those two for the whole episode, and it's an acting masterclass. I tell you, you can't beat Victor Spinetti and Eleanor Braun. Oh. Yeah, Eleanor Braun, guys, huh? Huh? The teenagers teenagers are phoning in now. Eleanor Braun turns up in an episode of Doctor Who with With John Cleese. Boom. Guys, I'm going to have to cut you off because it's just three old men talking. Um, Thank you, Steve. Thank you, John. And um, while I'm loving it, I just realised we're disappearing down a rabbit hole. Um, but there, there, there's something for you, uh, you, you youngsters out there. You've got your Miley Cyruses and your Kim Kardashian's. You go and Google Eleanor Bron, Huh? You want to know what beautiful is? You have a little look at Eleanor Bron And I was so pleased to hear that she was on Radio 4 the other day um which is all good news well that's an hour down uh it felt like longer there's more to go 03444991000 please your uh, memories of Victor spinetti that seems to be the main uh, thrust of this evening's show um and you know guys you can call in about absolutely anything you want it's it's even less structured than normal what with it being christmas we've got tonight and tomorrow night and then we're um it, it it's christmas so you can call in about anything, and I, 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 and I say anything. I mean, we did have a fellow last night who wanted to talk about the um, lorry attack. I, I just kind of think, what's the why? You know, why um, why scare people before Christmas? Let's phone in and, and fall down a rabbit hole talking about Hancock and Victor Spinetti and. Um, you know, nonsense like that. That's much more fun, isn't it? I know it's a bit niche. If you're bored with that, phone in with something else. It's a show that is um, is driven by you. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Late Nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB.
1: A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Talk Radio. Oh, 03444991000. Four, I'm kind of expecting the phones to uh, ease off a little bit. So um, we'll just sit and have a little look at the papers, shall we? Uh, if you want to chip in at any moment, you're more than welcome to. Oh, 03444991000. Four, Late Nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio.
1: Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, I suspect, as it's Christmas, um, I've been saying this every every show so far. So tonight will probably be the show that it kicks in. Um, it'll be very quiet on the old um, telephones. Be very quiet on the altar, because everyone's out at work, at do's, and the kids are off school. So, you know, the evening schedules are all over the place. So, I'm expecting um, to uh, not get any more phone calls. This evening, you can prove me wrong you 're more than welcome to uh, prove me wrong oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call if you don 't want to that 's absolutely fine Hey, I watched this um, Christmas film today that I must be the last person to have seen it and it was um I watched it because it got quite a good review on IMDB and it was on Netflix and um uh it, it, there were some funny bits but then it didn't half go on a bit too long nativity have you seen that it didn't half go on a bit there were some funny bits in it um like the, the the talent show bit was funny when the kids were dancing uh, the, the the auditions and my boys were in hysterics um listening to that uh watching that but um and that Bloke, whose name I can't remember, but I did something with him years... He was in the 11 o'clock show, very briefly. Can't remember the gentleman's name. Um, he was quite funny, but it was a little bit... Um, it went on quite a bit too long, I thought. Um, and the boys certainly didn't laugh much during the last 35 minutes. Because um, it was... it. it, it that, the thing when they're actually putting on the nativity gets a little bit... Um, a little bit tedious. And... There's another two of them as well apparently aren't there 2 and 3 sweet lord I don't think I'll be bothering with them um it was quite good i do like martin freeman martin freeman i think is is uh, uh, eminently watchable um uh, and um seems like a nice bloke when i met him very briefly once he was very charming and very delightful um but I, and there were some funny bits in it but um I don't know. It was a little bit um, disappointing, really. It was a little bit disappointing. But there's not many. There's not many good Christmas films, are there? There's um, what have we got? What have we got? There's Arthur Christmas, obviously that the, the boys like. There's um, the Home Alone one and Home Alone two. But there are long periods in those films where they're. Uh, where they're quite dull, where it's quite tedious. Um, what other ones are there that the boys like? Oh, they like watching the snowman. I think the snowman is so dull. And the snow dog, flipping heck. So, dull. so, so dull. 344 uh, 499 the telephone numbers. Of course, the great revelation on the show uh, uh, this week is that if you get the um, snowman on VHS, David Bowie's on there doing an introduction. Imagine! Imagine it! David Bowie doing an introduction to the snowman. Flipping it. I can't try to think what other Christmas films... Are there the um I mean we watched Beethoven's Christmas, the dog, not the music man. Um, and that was weird because Beethoven could talk in it. Um and there was actual real magic in it. Um, I try to think there's any other decent ones. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Adrian. Oh my gosh, um I'm talking to Ian Lee. Hello, Ian. I'm talking to Adrian. This is unbelievable.
18: <laughs> oh, I've been listening to you for years. Oh. From yeah, d- definitely early LBC days, wow. and I'm from that.
2: Well, 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 know, well done, Adrian. I'm, I can only apologise for the um, hours of dirge that your brain must have absorbed. Oh,
18: it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. Yeah. Oh, I mean like the of persuasion is my bigger than yours, but you know, Well, you well yeah, yeah, you yeah, those
2: those those are the classic days, uh, Adrian. Those are the classic days.
18: Oh, I tell, I tell you what I enjoyed tonight
2: though. I, I saw a bit of um, Santa makes you laugh out loud. There we go, yeah, on channel five. Yeah, did you see the bit? Where and this bit made me laugh so much when I was doing the voiceover for it that we had to do it three times. Where it's a girl stood with her dad and she's gonna play, they're gonna play a trust game where he's going to catch her. Yeah. And then yeah. she instead of falling backwards, she just falls forwards, flat on her face. I, I think that was a bit of a set up for like, the journey what that was do you think that one? did you think that one was a set-up? I thought that one was genuine but you you can't tell these days Adrian, it's can you because working, yeah. everyone's so so um savvy I just thought she was um a, a foolish child um everyone's so savvy that you're right the, 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 you've been framed towards the end it was obvious everyone was just trying to win two hundred and fifty quid well and just every
18: person who was on it like who they interviewed. On for ages about how many millions of YouTube hits and likes they got,
2: as if that really mattered. On what? On on the laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's only a couple of people that they that they have on. If it, yeah, but they well, it does matter, Adrian. To these people, in in um the world now is measured by how many likes you get, or how many retweets, or how many viewings you get on. YouTube, it's that—that's—that's that's what's important to people.
18: Mm, I work in education, and um, we have YouTuber has now taken footballer and gangster as the number one career choice of most children.
2: Hang on a minute, children wanted to be gangsters. Yeah, yeah. This is Bradford. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair play. Um, is, is, is is youtube is YouTubing um, a career though? I think a lot of children have seen it as a career choice now, yeah. Z- is that, oh, the only one I can think of is Zuella.
18: The kids at my school like that PewDiePie bloke as well. PewDiePie? Yeah, he talks about video games and stuff and talks on a... Oh, PewDiePie.
2: I had a, fr- a friend of mine was talking about PewDiePie the other day. Isn't he, um, doesn't... The- but someone said that he was being targeted. So, my—I fr- don't really know a lot about this world, so I'm—I'm I'm already out of my comfort zone, which is good. Um, but someone said he was being targeted by racists or something.
18: He could be targeted against anybody, to be honest. No. He's very um, unlikable.
2: Oh, oh, right, okay. That's the.
18: I, I don't, I don't know what his race is, race is but I know a buffoon when
2: I see one. Right, okay, all right. I see. So he's, he's, um, he's one of these, he's one of these puddings, who are making a career out of being mean to other people.
18: I've, I've, I've never seen him being mean, but I see, he does this thing at the beginning where he introduces himself as uh, he goes, "Hello, everyone. It's <laughs> And, and that's why it's wow. annoying.
2: That was, uh, yeah. I
18: mean, what, what kind of buffoon would introduce <laughs> such a annoying
2: concept in one of their shows? Uh, I just don't know. Um, what have you called in for, Adrian?
18: Um, I did call in to talk about wrestling of all things. Go on, then. And, um, it's been nice just to have a chat. Um, I was going to bottle it, to be honest. I've bottled it many times trying to call you, but... I went for it tonight. How far you
2: nice have you? Uh, oh, we've got no callers. We won't, I'm surprised you've had any this week, because um, it's Christmas. It's two nights until uh, hang on, until it's Christmas. So, um, you know, everyone's out at works parties, particularly tonight and tomorrow. They'll be out at works parties or family parties, or they'll they'll be have family over. So, it's going to be a bit quiet. When you say you came close in the past, how close have you got to uh, phoning?
18: close to um use the y using um high cold yarn there, and then I've ditched. Oh really? Yeah. So, oh mate, oh no And uh, yeah, I don't know why. It was just just nerves. Yeah. I'm not usually a very nervous person. I'm a, I'm so-so-so-so. normally not afraid of making a fool of myself, but Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't think I'm having this call yet. But no, 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 not at, at all. No, it's, to it's nice.
2: It's, it's nice to. It's always nice to chat to new people. Wrestling, Adrian. You, what do you want? What? what I'm assuming you mean um, the modern wrestling with um, like the the British Bulldog team and um, Hulk Hogan, the modern wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah,
18: the fake fighting. Yes. Yeah, the one, where, the, the one where they don't, they don't actually hurt each other. Yeah. Yeah, because because I really like it, but. Apart from the old podcast, no one talks about it. I mean, talk sport, don't
2: want to know, because it's not a sport. No, it's, it's, what do they call it? Um, Entertainment... Uh, phys- sports, sports entertainment. Sports entertainment, that's it, isn't it? Sports entertainment.
18: Yeah, well, I, I can't believe that the most intriguing thing about it for me is the Undertaker is still going. The- He's, like, my favourite wrestler of all time. He was my favourite when he was a kid, and... and The old guy's still playing, you know, he still has about two or three matches a year.
2: Have you seen the brilliant um, film about Jake the Snake?
18: No, it's one of the few wrestling films I haven't seen. Oh, you... you,
2: yeah you should watch it it's it's brilliant I don't know the fellow I don't know anything about him I recognize some of the faces on there um but big wrestler in the well fairly bigish wrestler in the 80s um and then of course as as a lot of people did when they made a lot of money um blew it all on cocaine and booze and um you know became overweight and ill and and it's all about him getting back in shape and kind of you know going out on the fan circuit and stuff it's a good film actually
18: yeah, I think with Diamond Dallas Page saved that fellow's life.
2: Yeah, yeah.
18: It's it, it's strange, I think, for wrestling, wrestling, that, you know, they spend all that time pretending to fall out and argue and fight with each other and there's huge camaraderie behind the scenes.
2: Mm. Yeah, and also it must be weird B- being poor, then suddenly for a very brief period, maybe five years, being really, really famous and getting quite a bit of money, but most of it going to Vince McMahon... Um, the guy that ran the wrestling. Um, and then, after five years, that's it. You wrote, your career's over. Yeah. There was a last...
18: Uh, yeah, this lad um, not long ago called um, Hideo Itami. And um, he was going to be the new Japanese sensation. And, um, like
12: Kendo Nagasaki. He, had, he, he um, Yeah. yeah.
18: Um, his, his own wrestling name was Kenta. And he, he had a huge promising career ahead of him. Um, then he messed up his leg and had to take about six months off and it ended a massive run and he was supposed to have this match in Japan yeah. and it got cancelled um, but um, then he came back but then he tweaked his leg yet again and he's still out now and since then another guy's coming
2: Hideo and Bami there's, an- there's only room for one Japanese guy in the ring <laughs> oh there's quite a few Um oh. the, there's a woman, Japanese women's champion at the moment. Oh, um, What's what she called? Um, Asuka. I don't get why the because re- because what always seems does this still happen in in wrestling? Have they sorted it out now? Is that um, if there's a tag team, so that like one of the wrestlers. Will, will do something with, right, so the referee's looking at that. And then the other wrestler will be smacking the other fella over the head with a chair. And because the referee is dealing with the first people, and everyone's shouting, referee, you should look out, he's hitting him with a chair, he doesn't look around. Yeah, it's great, yeah. Well, it's just a blatant, um, uh, breaking of the rules. And it's, it's just that nice pantomime.
12: Yeah, yeah. Well.
18: I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know if you've seen wrestling actually live in person. Um, that's amazing, and, it, and it's coming up huge in Britain right now. Even WWE, they're having a, a UK tournament next year, oh. and they're going to crown a UK champion. And, uh, World of Sport is coming back on ITV.
2: Yeah, that's only for a one-off, though, isn't it? Isn't that Boxing Day or something? Pilot episode, yeah. Pilot episode. You live in hope, Adrian. That, that ain't going to be a series...
18: Mm, no, my mate who went told me it was very good Oh, OK
2: Well, I look forward yeah. to watching that Listen, I'm, Adrian I'm glad you finally um, plucked up the courage To uh, to call in and to chat It was good I, I look forward to speaking to you again 0344 499 Uncut after-hours conversation For the up-all-night generation
1: Late night Ian Lee On Talk Radio
0: We have ways of making you talk
2: 0-3-4-4-4-9-9-1-thousand is the telephone number. Rashid. Here in Wagwan. Wagwan, Rashid. What, what? have you been up to? i oh, just working, 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 yeah. and more working. You working over
5: Christmas? Um, no, I finish on Friday. I finish on the Saturday morning. Saturday yes.
2: morning. Um, now then, you are a Muslim. No, yeah, Muslim. you are a Muslim. Yep. Um, So, will you be doing anything Christmas? Well, I've got quite a mixed family. Yeah, I mean,
5: I am a, I am a convert to the religion, so
2: yeah,
5: I'm, I'm 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 you know I'm in half half world. Yeah, so you know I'll go around to see my mum, and I mean I don't have to like you know disassociate from my mum. <laughs> Back in the early days when I first converted, I was a bit I was a bit you know stricter hardcore, you yeah,
2: know,
5: like, yeah. and, and, you know, that program, I, I wanted to talk to you about it, actually, you know, that program that was on the BBC, uh, what was it called again? Muslims Like Us.
2: House. Yeah. I'm no, I didn't see
5: it. I, I'm you gonna say it. something now. Yeah. It's a bit, oh, you know, it's, my heart's beating a bit about it, and I'm uh, reflecting. You know, the guy, the most controversial one, the uh, the one that was um,
2: the only well yeah, all I know is that it's literally the headlines I read in the papers there was they claimed oh. that there was one that supported ISIS
5: no I've never supported anything like I've always been totally no, no. against extremism from the beginning but I had that type of attitude where I was I was only I was only li- um, listening to what they were telling me in the mosques yeah and I would co- I would come home and try and put it into practice yeah because I was new in the religion I wanted to do everything by the book. And I, I was looking at that guy, and I, there was elements of him that, that I, I was like that. Yeah, I bet.
2: I, I, I I bet. But that's yeah. often the way when people convert um, to a religion. Um, yeah. You know, either from a point of atheism or, or going from one religion to another. is um, It's very common to, to, to you know, go full-on hardcore into it, whether it's Christianity or um, or, or Islam or, or whatever it might be. And and uh, over a period of time, some people kind of ease off a bit uh, yeah. and some don't. Most people, most people have yeah. ease off. It's like the Beatles, when they went to India,
5: they went in full, didn't they? They started wearing all the they, gear. They put all their, car, all their chips on the table, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's, I think it's human nature to a certain extent, but I did get to a stage about 10 years in. I had to I had to reevaluate things. And, um, you know, thankfully I've met the right people. And I haven't gone, you know, because it's, it's like a tipping point. You could either go more extreme, as you said, or you could, like, balance out. But I did apologise to my family. I had to apologise. And I said, look, I've been a bit of a yeah.
19: whatever over
5: the years. Uh, but, that um, must have been hard man, on your mum. Yeah. I mean, you change, you change your name and everything. And then you, you don't even think about your mum. You know they gave you that name as a kid, and you go go ahead and you do all these things. And with hindsight, you know what I mean. It's like, it's a bit embarrassing. But you know, I had I, I have apologized to people, as I said, I've even to my kids yeah. and things like that. So it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird one.
2: Yeah, it is a bit of a weird one. It's um, it's getting the balance, isn't it? But um, so you're not giving any presents out. Uh, you're tight, n- no, because tight, tight, <laughs> That's all no, it's about t-
5: to save a few quid. This is the thing. I still have. I still have these things, and I think
2: I'm going to blow my nose, topic. Rashid. I'm. But you're, so, I'm
5: listening. Go on. <sighs> um, go. You want to be true to your principles of your faith, but at the same time, you yeah. want to be whole, you want to be a whole citizen wherever you're living. You want to be a partake in things, but yeah. it's, it's a fine line between being true to the word and and being. Um, I don't know. I can't I can't explain. It truthfully, I can't no, it's, really. It's, it's,
2: it's the compromise, isn't it? It's compromise, but without yeah, compromising yeah, yeah. too much on either part, if at all possible.
5: Because to say that to, 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 to a Muslim to a Muslim to say that God has had a son,
12: yeah.
5: it's a very it's 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 the you know the anti of their message. because yeah. we believe in one God totally. But um, I don't know if you, are, you, are you on Twitter, Rashid. Mm, I tried to be, but I haven't really. No, good, it to good.
2: Now it's it's now. horrible. I'm tr- I'm trying to go the other way. I'm trying to back off Twitter, and it's it's difficult because it's addictive. But um, after what happened in um, in Germany the other day, um, yeah. and and when things like that happen, Twitter in particular, more so recently, more so in the last year, I would say than than before, but becomes. Um, well, there's a lot of people don't like people like you, Muslims. We yeah. don't like Muslims. There's a lot of people saying that Trump was right and we should k- kick out all Muslims. And um, how does that make how does that make you feel? That there's so much hate mm. directed yeah. towards you, yeah, th- from idiots. Ian, it's it's both
5: sides. To be honest, the extremists on one side. It's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Now the, now the the the, the Amjad tra- Chowdhury's of this world and the um, the other guy with the hook, now them guys have gone off the scene. Yeah. That's kind of, like, lessened the extremism on that side because that guy, Amjad Chowdhury, is in prison now. He's been, yeah, yeah. he's been locked up. And, you know, all his followers have, like, disintegrated. But they both feed each other. They one, one group of extremists can't survive without the other, you know? So that's the way I see it. But, and, then, and then the majority, the silent majority in the middle. And they should... Sp- people should speak out more, I suppose. But the thing is, the thing I want to say, that the country itself, Britain, has changed so much over the last 20 years. You had the um, the man on the other day, Peter Tatchell, and he was talking about the gay laws, and even in the 80s it was still being, it was still on the books to be, it was illegal to be gay or you could be yeah. sentenced or something. So the country has changed so much and, you know, for want of a better term, the minorities in this country, ethnic minorities or whatever, they're still... I mean, normal British citizens are still trying to catch up, but, you know, the religious people and the, 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 you know, the ethnic minorities, they're really trying to catch up. And I think they will. I, I can see what the government are trying to do, that they're trying to make us basically, and that was the point of that program, yeah. to get us all just to live and let live
2: and tolerate a bit more. It won't happen. It won't happen. It's getting worse and worse, man. It's getting worse and worse. You know, the far right are using what's going on over in in, in Brussels, um, in um, Germany and stuff, so that they're shouting louder. It's just, there are so many... uh, There are people... um, Having a pop at Brendan Cox. This is my bugbear at the moment. People having a pop, you know, some guy who took James Dellingpole, who is from Breitbart, it's a horrible right-wing news agency saying, when can we um, say that Brendan Cox is a total ass? You can't, mate. You can't. Certainly not five days before his first Christmas without his wife. There are people yeah, like I, that, I, yeah, and there yeah. are broadcasters like that doing this job, and you know, and uh, bigger stations, and you know, doing podcasts. There are people like that, and they're, they're they're doing it, and they're perpetuating this stuff.
5: Now, Ian, I don't 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 say the country's come past the tipping point. I believe there's still hope. You know, I
2: don't think I there is. I honestly don't think there is. I mm. think we're all doomed, mate. Do you know what I was gonna? Can I play you what I was gonna play? You know, I play a song at the top of the hour. Yeah. Right. This is what I was gonna play at the top of the ten o'clock and in many ways I wish I had. It's the um, bit in threads when they drop a nuclear bomb. I was going to play that because that's where we are at the moment, Rashid. Mm. We're all doomed. I'm still optimistic. I'm still optimistic
5: here. The uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the... um, You mentioned it yesterday because I've been... I I never had time to call in. I was going to call in, but uh, you mentioned it briefly. I don't know if you backed off because it wasn't fully come out, the story, about that YouTuber uh, on the plane...
2: Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, I was going to play that. No, I didn't play it, because some more bits and pieces popped up. But, 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 yeah. but, but, well, no, no, but, because the bits mm. that popped up is that he's a prankster.
5: Yeah, that's what I wanted to tell you about. But, I mean, it's a bit of cry wolf with him. It's
2: well, no, I, no, 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 I don't think it is cry wolf with him. Again, I, you know, I'm, my mind keeps changing, but, um, YouTube pranksters can still be targets of racism, so there's it, a clip um, There's a clip from, what, three months ago, six months ago, of him and his mate counting down from ten in Arabic? Yeah. But there's no accusation that that's what was going on in this instance. And also, I wouldn't... I, if someone was counting down from ten to one in Arabic, well, what... Do it. What does it sound like? Can you do it? Yeah. Well, go yeah. on, do it now. Ashra, tis'a, tamania, sabba. See, that doesn't sound like a countdown to me. That doesn't sound like... A, the, the implication, of course, means it's mm-hmm. a countdown to a bomb. I would not recognise yeah. that as ten, nine, eight, seven. I wouldn't recognise that as the countdown to a bomb. So the fact that he did that three months or six months ago for his YouTube channel um, mm-hmm. means... doesn't... doesn't mean that he can't be the victim of racism. All it... M- I mean, I mean, it, it, maybe he was doing something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it, it, what, what it seems to imply to me is that he was savvy enough to get his phone out and film being kicked off. Because you don't... He's not filming something at the start. Because the film starts when he's up, when he's about 15 rows away from his original seat. Unless he's edited it, of course, which is another possibility. Yeah. I mean we, we know him
5: as a Muslim community, he's one of these youngsters and they do these um do these social experiments where they they do things like bit cheesy, cheesy things where they make somebody pray with the hijab on in the middle of a city centre, which is yeah. why you're doing that in the first place anyway. Go and pray in the mosque or pray at home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or you know. And then they're seeing the reaction of the public and then another undercover Muslim will Try and go in front of the person praying and say, "No, you can't pray here." You know, this is a British country. Blah blah blah. blah. And then somebody else. Oh, no, it's like the, the, kind of of the, the, the kind of thing? Were you still
2: the kind of thing? Were still on the eleven o'clock show? Yeah. Um, so he's he's a master at that. But it, you know. But 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 but. but, but I don't, I, I don't also, as a, okay, let's let's assume for argument's sake that he was dicking around and he brought it on himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. B- Loads of other people, including John Ronson, a, a white Jewish writer who I admire greatly, yeah. and I only say he's white and he's Jewish because it, 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 I think it's pertinent to this. Um, him and other people said they have seen similar things happening on Delta, on Virgin, and on British Airways. And it also to me in the Isle of Wight. Well, there you I'm go. A, I'm a white. I'm a white. You know,
5: Muslim. I, have, I went to the Isle of Wight. I was walking under, and I was in. I wasn't even in any. You know, Islamic garb or anything? Yeah. And I was with my mum, my two sons, and my nephews. I was walking in the Isle of Wight, and a bloke walked past me with his friends and goes, They're everywhere, ain't they? Like that. He looks at me and goes, They're, they're everywhere. But the vi- I, I just had I just had to bite my lip. Well,
2: you yeah, will, yeah. But the video also shows that hardly anyone else spoke out in defence of those lads on that plane. Mm. They, they, there there were so the idiots away, saying bye 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 everyone... bye but there was no yeah. one there was there was, uh, there was hardly anyone that stood up and said what the hell are you doing let, let, let those lads go and sit back down
5: mm. yeah yeah i think ian if he is if if he has done it as a as a what do you call it as a prank or as a to highlight it it yes. takes away from the the real cases
2: it's made me aware that there were real cases. I I didn't know that this this happened and, and happened, um, not regularly because that's making it a bigger problem than it is, But I didn't I wasn't aware that this had happened several times before. So it's made me aware. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Rashid, up your bum. All right, Ian. Thanks Ta-ta. anyway. Ta ta. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On
0: air and off the leash. <laughs> on talk, talk radio. radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, 0344 499 four,
2: 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. I didn't get to the thing, did I? So Richard Osman's computer doesn't work. Well, I know that. I thought everyone knew that. You know things on um, on desks, on TV programmes? They are props. <laughs> And um, most of them don't work and don't do nothing. The laptop. The laptop. He's everywhere at the moment, Richard Osman. Um, He's on loads of Radio 4 stuff. I think he's funny. I like him. Um, The laptop on hit quiz show, Pointless, is just that, as it's never even been switched on. What? No, something on TV. Not real. This is outrageous. The computer sits on a desk next to show expert Richard Osman, 46. So why do we do that? Why do we put people's ages in um, newspaper stories? What's that all about? Who cares? But he's 46, suggesting that he uses it to research answers. Why would he be researching answers? Because he he has all the, the answers on the card. He has a card, doesn't he? Doesn't he have a card? I think. I don't remember. I've never watched it, apart from the one I was on. Um, I've seen bits of it. I've never, never never watched the whole one. But a TV source revealed... TV sources revealing stuff. Outrageous. The computer has never been switched on. Richard doesn't even know what's on it. He arrived on set and found it there and has never been asked by producers to do anything with it but use it as a prop. Machine's not even plugged into anything. Well they have batteries. So that doesn't um that doesn't um uh, mean anything, does it? The only people who touch it are the cleaners and prop masters who come in to dust it during recordings. The, then we're going to get some... Because it's not really much of a story. The story has is, is sort of finished there. We're now going to get some background facts about Pointless. The Tea Time BBC One quiz show, which is hosted by Alexander Armstrong, 46. Is he? He's only three years older than me. Sees contestants trying to give the most obscure answers to general knowledge questions. Yep. Or the most racist answers to general knowledge Questions? <laughs> if, if, uh, if you saw my appearance. First broadcast in 2009. It's now in its... How many series has it had? 16. It's regularly... The celebrity spin-off is regularly watched by 7 million people. Flippin' heck. Flippin' heck. 7 million people. It's basically... Um... Family fortunes in reverse, isn't it? It's the opposite of it's the the it, it, opposite of family fortunes. Can we do the? Um, who can name all of the family fortunes hosts in order? We're going for it. We're going for it. Monkhouse first, Bygrave second. Hang on a minute. Pablo? Hip, hip, hip. Monkhouse first. Yeah. Bygrave second. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Les Dennis third.
19: I was thinking Les Dennis. Um, and then there was that guy who broke his leg.
2: No, the guy that broke his leg was the guy that did, um... um, Catchphrase. Catchphrase. See what you see. That was the guy. no... The guy after Dennis was... Did Vernon Kay do it? No. The guy after Dennis was the guy that now does the Breakfast Show at Three Counties, Andy. Andy Collins. Andy Collins. And then after that, it was Kay. Vernon Kay. Didn't um, Ant and Dec do it as well as a uh, one-off? Yeah, they did. I'm not going to count that. I'm locking that answer in. So, Monkhouse, Bygraves, Dennis... Collins K, I'm locking the answer in. It's official. It's official. Well, there we go. That's that's the actual answer. Pablo, we we'll find out what you called in for after this.
0: The wild man of late night radio is back.
2: Ian Lee on Talk radio. radio.
0: We have ways of making you
2: talk. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand,
14: Pablo. Hip
2: Pablo! Hip hip. hip 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 what have you got? Uh, rubbish birthdays. Yeah.
19: Um, my birthday is very close to Christmas, and I just turned, uh... Oh, I don't know, you can do your magic. How old am I? Oh,
2: I, um...
19: Uh... 42. Do you, know, do, you do me a disservice, sir? Um, 35. Just turned 35. Oh, you sound
2: days. old!
19: I'm, I'm, I'm... I had a few paper thrones. There birthday. we go.
2: That'll be it. That'll be it. OK. Yeah. Uh,
19: yeah, no, and it's just um just very close to Christmas. Everybody's either doing work dues or doesn't have any money to go out. Not that that's an issue anymore, but uh, the two the two whippersnappers.
2: Yeah, um, uh, but 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 birthdays are rubbish, aren't they?
19: Um it used to be as a free pass to get drunk really, but I suppose that was at a time when you would just get drunk anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose. But people would buy you drinks. That was, that was the How
2: difference. close is your 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 birthday to Christmas then? Five days, the twentieth. Oh, mate, that is yeah, it is a little bit ropey. Um, did, you, a tweet, did you did you when you were before, a kid? Yeah. Did it have an impact on you?
19: Um, you get the slightly bigger present, sometimes a birthday, Christmas present combined. That was always an option.
2: Jeez, that's yeah. that sucks though, man. Yeah,
19: I know a couple of people who've got uh, birthdays on Christmas Day. Jesus. Well, anyway, that's one. Yeah, um, and New Year's Day—that's that's a terrible one. Everybody always forgets.
2: Um, I, no, New Year's, I, I Christmas has always been a big thing for me, and it's weird that I, I'm not—I've got no Christmas vibe at all. I'm kind of dreading it. Um, but New Year's is never—I've I, I, never—I've never got it. I've never—I've always had miserable New Year's um, Eves. And I'm, we're going to have a miserable New Year's Eve this New Year's Eve. No oh, way, well, it's, um, On the radio. Well,
19: um, yeah, no, well, New Year's, it's always just a bunch of part-time drinkers, a bunch of liabilities, just out in the boat.
2: Part-time drinkers, as opposed to you professionals.
19: Well, no, just people who know the general rules of the land, you know, don't go out too early, if you're going to do so Eat.
2: But what? And also, why would you want to buy twenty, pay twenty five pounds to get a ticket to go and stand in a pub But the, the night before or the night after? You can just go in for free.
19: Well, that's it, I'm, I believe the supermarkets are coming out like gangbusters.
2: What selling boozes? I, I would think
19: so. There'll be a lot of um, Noel Edmonds type shenanigans going on.
2: What, what, what? Hang on a minute. What does that mean? Um, what? Have, driving around with a with an inflatable woman in the car? House parties. Oh, right, house parties, I see what you mean. OK. He did that, didn't he? He used to, he used to drive around with an inflatable woman in the car.
19: Oh, yes, yeah, so he could get into the, um, the cheaper lane or what have Yeah, it, but, uh... something
2: like that. It was something like that, wasn't it?
19: And then he started doing it just normally, just out of... Well, normally, there's not normally with Edmonds, but uh, he used to do it as, like, a kind of... Uh, he felt safe, more secure. when you didn't need to, like, on country roads and the like.
2: I've got a friend who's working with Noel Edmonds, um, and... He's told me some interesting stuff that I can't broadcast. Uh, well, but he says he's a very nice out. man.
19: Well, Could you find out if that beard is tattooed on?
2: It's a real beard.
19: But it looks like it's tattooed on. It looks subdermal. It, it, well, I know beards are, but it looks like there's a, you know, kind of, there's a Maori tattoo type England.
2: I'm at a turning point in my beard career, Pablo. Either, um, get rid of it. Because they have had it for a year, be a year since I started growing a beard, right? Um, so the whole 2016 has been pretty much bearded. I had a shave in in June, and then I grew it back straight away. Or, I just let it grow. And I'm kind of tempted now, I had a little trim of my moustache earlier, because it was kind of overhanging a bit. I'm kind of tempted now to let it grow. And, and and let's just see what happens.
19: I'll speak uh, as a man of experience. I'll, I've recently trimmed my beard, which had got very long. Yeah. Um, but it gets to a kind of, uh, I don't know, if not weasel the word, but it just goes long. Um, it doesn't really grow out. But whereas my ideal is um, like an Uncle Albert. Oh yeah. After.
2: Now my ideal is is long. Actually, is like is long like a George Harrison in the mid seventies. Yeah, it was kind of a ZZ top without the side. Yeah, I, I, I'd be I'd be happy with that.
19: Well, I'll go, go for it. I, well, the one thing is, I've had a beard for a very long time, but I've only just discovered like, beard treatment oils and things. I've just got loads of them for my birthday.
2: So yeah, the you know, oils... Are, you're, 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 I, I put a little bit of oil on the other day, just because I hadn't had a shower, and it smelt nice.
19: Well, the only problem with it is that it, it, you've just got oil in your beard for the entire day, so if you make any kind of contact with anything else, you, you leave
2: a oily film. By anything else, you mean a lady... Uh, That's you, to be a fine thing. Yeah, boom, boom. Exactly. Boom, boom, boom. Thank um. you, Pablo. Um, Mark's, oh, Mark's got a big beard. We'll go to him in a minute. Joe. Hi, and Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Joe. How you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Ah, you know, I'm all right. Ups ah. and downs.
15: Ah, silly Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Joseph.
8: Come on. Um, I've got a question for you. Yes. Have you ever seen something called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared?
2: No, what is it?
8: It's uh, a very odd thing on YouTube. Um, it's, a, it's the six episodes. Yeah. It's, it will blow your mind. It's very odd. It's, it's had millions, tens of millions of hits. It's a bit of a sensation. You should get on it. It's, it's surreal. It's weird. I challenge you to watch it when you get home tonight and not talk about it tomorrow. All right. Um, because um, it will blow your crazy mind.
2: Okay. Is this the it's animation? Surreal. A singing notebook? It's not an animation. Okay, I'm thinking the wrong thing. More like puppets. With some of there
8: are there is animation in it, but it's a singing notebook
2: uh, tells three puppets to be creative. They sing along, but they're not creative as they should be. The notebook has crazy feelings about organs. Is that it? That's the one. Wowzers.
8: It sounds odd. Yeah, and it is odd. But it's it, it's amazing. And the six episodes, it gets an and they 8. get weirder 0. and darker and better. Yeah. Uh, as they go on, it's amazing. It's so good. Honestly, all
2: right. I'm, well, uh, do you know what? I might have some of that. I'm going to challenge you to watch it
8: tonight when you get home. <laughs> tonight, and you, tonight have t- you, you have your toast. No, watch it. Yeah, it's half
2: an half an hour of your life. Oh, tomorrow, yeah. I guarantee you'll mention it on air. All right, I'll watch. I'll wa- I tell you what I'll do. I never click on links, right? But I'll watch. Mm. I'll watch one of them tonight and see how we go with that. OK. Well, just bear in mind that
8: the, the first one is good, but they get a lot better and weirder. OK. But are you involved with this somehow? No, absolutely not. No, no. Okay. I I'm just okay. love it. I, I'm just a bit obsessed with it. It's,
4: it's crazy. Right. It's really good.
2: All right. Nice <laughs> one, Joe. Thank you for that, mate. We'll call in tomorrow and we'll um, we'll we'll have a fight on air. Uh, excellent. Nice Look one, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Um, 0344 499 It's Mark the Movie Maker. <laughs> Hello, Ian. Hey, man. How are you doing? You all right.
9: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad,
2: you? Oh, yeah, I'm good, thank you. For those who missed it, Mark was in the other night and um, made a short little film. He said it was only five minutes. It was nine and a half minutes. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. And it's, um, uh, it's up on YouTube. I've watched the first couple of minutes and the last couple of minutes, but I ha- only because I hate watching me. And um, it looked it look good. <laughs> I was pleased with it. Are you happy with it? Uh, um where, um, let me retweet. Uh, no, 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 let's not retweet it. How do people find it? What, what do they need to put in I'm, on YouTube? I
9: was going to say, I've made it really easy. Because if you just go to gingerbeardmark.com, yeah. that goes straight to my YouTube page.
2: Beautiful. OK, gingerbeardmark.com. I put it up on com as well. So I put a little um, linkage to it there. How's it, how many people have, have watched it so far?
9: Uh, 207, last time I had a look. Get in, get in. Get in. Um... You, you let me on, because I've only got 15 subscribers, and now I've got 36, so there's no chance I'd get on now. <laughs> no, you wouldn't get on
2: again, and because you've now got 36 subscribers, I'm going to have to ask you to take the video down, Mark. <laughs> um, no, brilliant, it looks brilliant, I, and I, I, I would watch it all, I just hate watching me, I find it really uncomfortable, and I know there's, there's, there's. I, I, I know what we did that night, so I don't need to, yeah. um, but I, the, I've watched four minutes of it, the first two and the last two, yeah. and um, it looks good, you've done a good job. Thanks, man. Yeah, there's, there's a few bits where, it,
9: like, we filmed towards the start of the night when I was really nervous, so they're a bit shaky. Yeah, but like, I'm I'm happy with the content that's in there. Like,
2: good, good. Well, if you go, if you find Mark's um, YouTube channel, he's done loads of other things as well. So, um, well, I'm glad you're pleased with it. I'm glad you came in and uh, uh, did it, and. Um, um, people seem to be saying nice stuff about it as well, so that's That's, yeah, yeah. that's all you can ask for, isn't
9: it? Yeah, it's brilliant. I, like, you know, I can only thank you and uh, and Kath for putting up with me.
2: Oh, it's it's um uh, it's literally our pleasure, Mark. What's the next project? Um, I'm
9: gonna I'm gonna do a video from um, I'm going to New York oh. just after Christmas, oh, and so I'm gonna do a video God. in New York. which should be up at the start of the new year.
2: Oh, I like New York. I haven't been to New. When was the last time I was in New York? Twenty oh the twenty fourteen for the monkeys convention was the last time I was in New York. I love New York. No, but I was in New Thank Jersey, me, yeah. and I did. I I did. We didn't go into New York. I got a cab th- from the JFK to New yeah. Jersey, so we didn't actually go into New York. So the last time I was in New York proper, mate, was probably twenty thirteen. But um yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, man. Yeah, I love the, it. The, just the size of the breakfasts, flipping eh? <laughs> Give me some of that. It's that like I hate, like, too many people.
9: I hate crowded places, but I love New York. Because uh, I get massive anxiety when there's loads of people. Yeah. But, yeah I love New York. There's so much It's all say. quite
2: fast-moving in New York. You, yeah, you, you're, yeah. You're, you're, I, um, I'm taking two weeks off in February. Maybe I'll trick myself to a trip to New York. Oh, yeah, that'll go down well. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to New York. For how long? Two weeks. Right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. So maybe I won't. Maybe I won't, but um, it might be what the soul needs. All right, Mike, nice one. Well, thank you very much for um, filming it. And um, you are a friend of the show. Um, and thank you. you are um, welcome to call in anytime you want. And if you need any more help with any films, let me know.
9: Great. Seth. Thank you very much, Ian. Cheers,
2: my dear. Ta um, He's good, he is. He's very good. He's done a good job. Um, Zach. Hello. Hello, Zach. It's, uh, it's uh, Zach from the Olympic stunt. I just thought I'd uh, have a little word with you. Oh, Zach from the Olympic stunt. You you. <laughs> th- 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 you so you were the one that blagged your way um, onto am. the Olympic tour bus um, pretending you were gold medal winners? Correct, yeah. Absolutely and I, I was
8: on a. I was on the radio today, and I felt like I was cheating on
2: you, so oh. I felt like I had to give you a ring and uh, oh, well. call you back up. <laughs> oh, well, well, I appreciate your honesty, uh, Zach. Don't do it again! <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Were you, you being interviewed about that? Uh, well, a, a new thing. I just wanted to give you a bit of an update. Yeah, there. go on, go on. What have you been up to? Um,
8: Right, so, uh, Eats Everything, the Bristol-based house DJ, had a gig on at a local chip shop down what, in Western what's it, Hang there. on a minute,
2: hang on a minute. Are you, is this, are you doing a prank now? There's a DJ no, no, called no, no. This, Eats Everything. This, 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 <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't
8: heard of him, he's digging the game, you know.
2: There's a DJ called Eats Everything, and he was doing a launch in a chip
8: shop. Right, so right. I'll give you a bit of a background. So this guy's from Bristol, but he's over the past five big years got the Bristol massive. Yeah, yeah, big up, yeah. Um, so he came back to kind of Bristol and did like a, a Southwest tour. Yeah, um, he basically put a vote out to four hundred thousand of his Facebook followers uh, to say like, whoever gets whatever gets the most votes, I'll do a gig in that place. And it turns out. When you kind of put things out to the internet, people start trolling. So it was actually and a.
2: It turns out. It turns out that when you put stuff <laughs> yeah. on the internet, people start trolling. Yeah, yeah,
8: it does. <laughs> that was never going to happen. But um, yeah, so only a hundred tickets was available, yeah. which annoyed me very much. So I, I went down and snuck in, and uh, documented the whole process as ever.
2: And so, what did you? But, but what was your? What was? What did you do this time then? <laughs> well, well, basically, uh, the tickets
8: went out, and I, I tried applying, but it was like kind of Glastonbury style numbers for the yeah. tickets, and people were applying left, right, and centre. So I didn't get one. Uh, so I, I popped on down with a camera, pretended to film the event. Well, I did film the event, but pretended to be an official photographer. Um And off the back of that, he's.
2: Where's he gone? Where's he? Hang on a minute! Whoa! Where's he gone? We've lost Zach. No, uh, Zach, you've disappeared. On the back, we, 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 you disappeared. They don't want you to speak the truth, Zach. The mainstream <laughs> media is trying to censor you. You convinced him you were. I'm, I'm just googling him because um, he looks like Dame Bowers. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a chubby Dame Bowers. Um, yeah, a little bit. All right, go on. <laughs>
8: yeah, so um, it's a basically really exclusive event annoyed me i went down pretending to be a photographer um and basically got uh, off the back of that sent him over the video i made after sitting in and now i've managed to get a free guest list for life to all his shows which uh, wow. which i was very excited about
2: wow that's fantastic you really <laughs> I... are just the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> blag artist you've got balls of
8: steel zach I, I just wanted to keep you updated, you know. I felt like it had been been too long, and I, I didn't want you to think that I was slacking at all. No, so. well,
2: no, okay. So, so, but you didn't do anything naughty or... Oh, no, you don't do anything naughty anyway, but you didn't do anything too no. subversive. You just managed to blag your way in there and then get free passes for life.
8: Yeah. That's not bad I mean, going. The, the evening was quite special. Like, in, yeah. in the video, I because there was an official video team there. It was made up of three people, and yeah. they were, like, all with their expensive gear and stuff. Yeah. So... I went in, filmed it, and ended up picking up probably the weird and wonderful things that they didn't. So yeah, there was, of at one point there was a midget dancing on the table. Beautiful. Um, with a with eats everything's dad, yeah. who was about in his seventies. Yeah. got that. At one point, one of the employees started throwing sausages out into the crowd. Got that, but the actual team didn't. So, oh, you know, I feel like I've I have a little edge over them now.
2: This is brilliant. Well, what's the the next thing? Are you going to try and and blag your way into Balmoral or something and meet the Queen? (laughs) North Korea is my next one. Oh, if you get to North Korea, Zach, I'm coming with you. I keep getting, (laughs) um, because of my um, algorithms, when I go on Facebook, I keep getting adverts posted to me about holidays in North Korea. I think that's something to do with what you're googling as well. Yeah, yeah, it all links. I'd love <laughs> to go. Um, oh, well, that's brilliant, Zach. I'm, I'm so pleased. Well, have you got anything else lined up, or is it hush hush?
8: It's hush hush. It's all over on the YouTube channel, but yeah, to stay updated. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you know anyway.
2: Um, tell people how they can find the YouTube channel so they can go and have a little look at your antics.
8: So, go onto YouTube and uh, YouTube that jib that's T-H-A-T-J-I-B and you'll find
2: it all there. What other radio station were you on? Uh, it was it was the BBC
8: Radio Bristol, so I was finally getting some love from the hometown. You absolute
2: uh, two-timer. <laughs> you absolute <laughs> 2 After what the BBC did to me, Zach, you go and talk uh, to BBC <laughs> Bristol. <Brizzle. laughs> Have a lovely Christmas, Zach. Take care. Take care. He's brilliant, he is. He's brilliant. God, what creative people we've had on the show this evening. 03444991000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk, talk Radio.
0: Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
14: I thought I thumbed right through my little red book I wasn't gonna sit and cry your charms and each girl in my little red book knows you're the one I'm thinking of oh won't you please come back without your precious love i
2: ending it's a dirty ending a little bit love i must remember i've got to bring my record player in tomorrow to make sure it works it should work it's just a little um jack isn't it you just plug the jack in yes please edward um i need to uh, but i'll bring that in and i'll check that it works and um we might we'll play one record and that'll be it we're gonna play one scratched record and that'll be it Um, because we're going to play records on New Year's Eve. So the New Year's Eve show, um, Saturday, I think, I hope it's Saturday, because that's when I'm coming in, the 31st, Uh, 9 till 1, we've got, I don't even remember how many people we've invited into the studio, four or five. Four hours uh, of a New Year's Eve show for people that don't like New Year's Eve. How's about them apples? we're not i spoke to the boss we're not allowed to do who's going to die but what we can do what we can do instead is uh, your predictions for next year your predictions you will dictate them to me i will write them down i will put them in an envelope we will seal that envelope uh, until uh, new year's eve 2017 2018 <laughs> we'll all be dead by then guys and we'll see whose predictions came true um and can we do a whole show without mentioning all the people that died cuz just, it would be, a, you know, it, it has been a miserable year. But can we try and do a New Year's Eve show? I know what we'll do. We'll do a New Year's Eve show where we just mention the good things that happened to you this year. So you can call in with um, your predictions for twenty seventeen. We'll all be dead by nuclear bombs, um, and also your um, uh, the good things that happened to you in twenty sixteen. That's what we'll do. Instead of making it uh, big, we'll make it small. There we go. You see worked it out in my head all by myself another uh, hour or so to go 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call now there's this weird phenomenon which I'd never heard of before by the way I'm expecting no more phone calls this evening it's christmas Who's going to want to find a radio show at Christmas? Losers, that's who. You losers. Now, is this real? Where's Ghent? Is Ghent in England? Is it in Belgium? Holland. All right. Okay. So maybe it's not happening in this country. And where, by the way, where did all the scary clowns go? Do you remember the scary clowns? Do you remember that? What happened to them? They never existed. It was a made-up story. I think, and I think this is uh, Belgium, is it? Okay, okay. I think this might be a made-up story. IKEA has urged youngsters. I've got a big yawn coming. Sorry. Oh, tight. I fell asleep in the doctor's. I had to take my my, uh, boys to the doctor's today. And um, the appointment was 40 minutes. 40 minutes. The appointment was at ten past three. We didn't get seen until ten two, four. Flipping heck. Hanging around. And um, we all kind of dozed off a bit. IKEA has urged youngsters to stop taking part in a craze of holding sneaky sleepovers in their display beds. Come on, guys. This can't be real two 14 year old girls were discovered by employees i can't stop you, you? what's that happening to me mum two 14 year old girls were discovered by employees after spending the night at one of the furniture giants stores recently the craze appears to have been started by two belgian students who posted a YouTube video of their night at IKEA in Ghent. It has more than 1.7 million views. In August, the pals hid in a wardrobe for three hours before jumping into beds in the middle of the night. This is genius. Zach, if you're listening, I've got your next project. They then hid again until the store opened and sneaked out. But the girls were caught by staff in Jongkoping, southern Sweden. And 215 15-year-old girls, it was a girls' thing to do, were reported to police for trespassing in the country's Malmo branch. They were found after hiding all night in cupboards. They bottled it! They were found after hiding all night in cupboards for fear of triggering alarms. Oh, come on. They bottled it! Bottlers! The pair of them! About ten non-sponsored sleepovers uh, have been logged in stores globally. IKEA spokesman Jacob Holmstrom said, The fun is overrated. It would be a long night of sitting still, only to then risk getting into trouble with the law. Became Jewish at the end. Maybe he is Jewish, I don't know. Um... The fun is overrated. It will be a long night of sitting still, only to then risk getting in trouble. When you describe it like that, it actually sounds more fun. So you've just got to hide in a cupboard for a few hours until everyone goes, then you get out and sleep in the bed. That actually, hey, that actually, if you were a, if you were homeless, that's not um, that's not a bad way of getting a, a night's nice, decent night's kip, is it? That's not a bad way of doing it. Be up for some of that? I don't know. I I suspect oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way. I suspect that it's um that's a little bit like the um the clowns. The, do you remember the terror clowns? How uh, just in the run up to Easter there were psychopathic clowns running around, scaring people, and yeah, there wasn't one picture. Or one bit of footage taken in this country there wasn't one there was a bit of film of a ch- of a clown with maybe a chainsaw or something, but it was some kids making a, they were making a movie. some students were making a film that was it. That was the only footage stroke picture there was because it wasn't happening post truth post truth or post facts don't matter either way it's post people like um, Breitbart are responsible for those kind of stories you can put anything into, um, into the newspaper and we'll believe all this rubbish speaking of which here's some facts Ooh, what is going on with me? I'm getting old, that's what it is guys I'm getting old Here are some facts from the um, QI book of facts. The Daily Mirror. It used to be on page 8, but now recently they've moved it to page 10. When it's a slow news day, they get page 10 and they just put lists on there. Big load of lists. Well, they've got a load of lists here. 35 facts from the QI facts to leave you flabbergasted book. Are these true? Well, they're facts, so I'm guessing that they must be true. Ping-pong balls were made larger to make the sport better for TV. Now, now, you see? You see? The influence of TV. Now, this I don't understand. This refers to an incident in 1967, and I'm I'm pretty up. On 66-67. It's kind of my favourite year in popular culture. Favourite years in popular culture. Okay, A lot of good things were happening then. I've never heard of this. But then again, I'm not particularly well-versed in Singaporean history of the 60s. So it refers to an incident that I was unaware of. In the Great Singapore Penis Panic of 1967... I want to read a whole book about the Great Singapore Penis Panic. The hundreds of people who feared their penises were shrinking away included a dozen women. What the hell is this? The Great Singapore Penis Panic. I'd watch a film. I'd watch that film. Wouldn't you watch that film? Why is this stuff not taught in our history classes? Forget. The spinning Jenny Forget Um What is it? Tiny Tim's winkle bends greatly every cold year. That's Tull Townsend it's listing people with the agricultural revolution. Forget that. Forget World War Two You want young people interested in um history? Boom. Great Singapore Penis Panic of nineteen sixty seven. By the way, a great name for an a band, also a great name for an album. But both fit perfectly. Oh, I mean, this is just stu- this is just stunning stuff. And fact number fourteen, I want this book. Hans Christian Andersen wrecked his friendship with Charles Dickens by staying with him three weeks longer than planned. That is beautiful. Uncut
1: after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night Ian Lee
0: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Oh, 0344 499 four, although I suspect I suspect you're all um, tucked up in bed and thinking, well, I won't call in because someone else will call in. Well, that they're not calling in. Someone else isn't going to call in. So unless you call in, there ain't nobody calling in. And that's fine. These are the shows I get paid for, as I often say. When, when we have loads of calls, I'm doing those shows for free. Oh, I'm doing those for free. When no one's calling in... That's when I'm getting paid. That's when I'm earning the dollar. The top dollar. The top dollar. Why were dollar called dollar? That's a strange name for a band. Let's not even go there. Um, You'd think this was quite common, but it's not. There are only 140 cases in medical history of a man having more than two testicles. The Great Penis Panic of Singapore. (laughs) I can laugh because I'm not panicking about my penis. I know where it is. It's at home in a box under the bed. Why would I bring it to work? For crying out loud. Um, I know I knew this. The RSPB recommends sprinkling chilli on bird food to deter squirrels as birds can't taste it. I knew that. See, I'm not just... um. I knew that. Yes, Sam. I mate, you all right? I'm all right, Sam. Wagwan, wagwan. <laughs> Rooting, and uh... Rooting. What you got for us, Sam?
17: <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd give you a call. You, you mentioned that no-one's called here. I'm just uh, on my way back home from work and... Uh... But i give you a shout. Yeah, it's well, I, I'm, and I'm not
2: disappointed or surprised that no one's calling in. I'm surprised you have had as many calls this week as, as 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 we have had. It's just it's Christmas party season. It is, yeah. I've just I, come back from a Christmas party. A, a works Christmas do? Yeah, no, no, DJing, working. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, okay. So you must you you're probably at one every night this week, then, are you? Yeah, last one tomorrow night. Beautiful. Not you're not working Christmas Eve. No, no. Mm. Thankfully not. Night off. Back in New Year's Eve. uh, Is it all done on MP3s now?
17: Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, I started back in the day with vinyl a long time ago. Yeah. Worked my way through CDs, and now it's all on laptop now, so it's a
2: lot less to carry around. I'm going to say something that is going to sound mean, but I want you to tell me why I'm wrong, right? Yeah. Because surely couldn't anyone do it then? If they could just build a playlist... No, I've tried it. I mean, I've been DJing for
17: 15 years. I've tried to build what I thought would be the ultimate playlist. Yeah. It doesn't work. You try and play the same playlist the next night, yeah. it won't work.
2: You've got to ride the vibe play... of the room.
17: Exactly. You may play a lot of the songs the same, which I normally do. I've got, like, top songs I've always played, but at different times of the night. It just depends who's on the dance floor, who's not, all that kind of stuff.
2: What's the best song for the erection section?
17: <laughs> um, Lone Star.
2: I don't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I... Amazed,
17: amazed, baby. I'm amazed by you. I don't
2: know. I don't know that.
17: Is that oh. old, new, recent? Um, it's a wedding favourite. It's a first dance favourite. Okay. okay. I mean, I do get people asking for la- uh, Lady in Red, but I cringe to play that. Oh
2: come on, mate. That is a classic. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Isn't. Oh, no, I, th- I was going to say Lady in Red's about his daughter. It's not... Is is it? No. I don't... Know. <laughs> it's not about his daughter, is it?
17: It can't be. <laughs> not he, another one shamed. He did... No, I was going because that.
2: I thought... He did write a song about his daughter. Maybe I'm thinking of the Father Christmas one, but that wouldn't be about his daughter. That would be about Father Christmas. Um, yeah. Lady in Red's a classic. Yeah,
17: hey, uh, it's well overplayed. Though. I have played it. I have to admit, I have played it a couple
2: of times. No... The way I never forget... It always seems to be a guy with a mullet that asks for it. Yeah. And I hardly know... <laughs> this beauty by my side. <laughs> never forget the way you look tonight. No, that's a good song, man. It's... Yeah. It, it'll be nice to... Do you remember... Um, <laughs> Do you remember there was a Christy Burr look-alike who I think one, Stars in Their Eyes. Stars in Their
17: Eyes,
2: yeah. And didn't Christopher go on Stars in Their Eyes and sing a duet? No, 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 no. At the end of it, so this, Christopher wins it, right? And Matthew Kelly says, well done, fake Christopher. We've got a telegram here. Telegram. From the, this is how I remember it. <laughs> from the real Christopher. And this, the, fake fake Christopher's like, oh, flip heck, brilliant. And real Christopher goes, well done, you're brilliant, would you like to come out on tour with me? And I think they went and duetted with each other on tour. I'm sure I've got that right. It does. It
17: does ring a bell. I did. I do remember the guy. He was. He was a great one. Oh, it was brilliant.
2: Their eyes. He was brilliant. So they duetted. Ah, okay. And here's your um, starter for ten. Who's the other um, person that on stars in their eyes that went on tour with the act they were mimicking? Was it the Collins. Well, it might, I don't know if there might have been more than one. No, it was the Jarvis Cocker. The Jarvis Cocker went on tour with Pulp. And so you'd have a, uh, I think he came out at the start of the concert and like did the first song and then real Jarvis Cocker came out and took over.
17: (laughs) Nice. You've got to respect that. I miss stars in their eyes. I miss stars in
2: stars in their eyes. And I miss stars in their eyes hosted by Matthew Kelly.
17: Yeah,
2: no no one else does it the same. No, um, no, it was, you know, we all know why he got the boot from it, because he was implicated in a sex scandal that was proved to be totally made up. Um, And he never, and he was brilliant. And I know he pops up on TV acting and stuff, and he's a good actor, but... Yeah. I want to see him hosting. You were on about
17: this the other night weren't yeah.
2: you? Yeah. I've got I've, I feel guilty for Matt. I feel Something bad. Needs to be done about that. Yeah, I feel bad for the way we treated Matthew Kelly as a country and as, as an industry that I'm loosely connected with. I feel he was treated awfully. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Sam, listen, That's I'm going to move on because I've got Will on the line. I want to squeeze Will in. Uh, evening Will, thank you Sam. Squeeze me in. Evening, Will. How's that? No, I said squeeze me. Oh, squeeze, squeeze me. me. Well, welcome, la- ladles and jelly spoons. Yes,
20: yes. Um, Wagwan. Wagwan. Speaking of which, have you seen Rasta Mouse?
2: I'm aware of Rasta Mouse's work. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Oh, it's worth watching at least one. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it, it's all about um, guys stealing some cheese and then they have to go and do a reggae concert. Um, I've got to say, uh, they do get a bit
20: samey after a while. Yeah. I think they've kind of only got one story.
2: I think I've seen Rasta Mouse live. Really? I'm sure I've been at an event, and Rasta Mouse was there. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, the boys never really got into Rasta Mouse which I'm, I'm pleased with, because it always made me a little bit uncomfortable.
20: Well, it, it would be a bit weird if they walked around same Wagwan well, to people, yeah. wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable.
20: Uh, not as uncomfortable as Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, cause, like uh, the uh, chap earlier said, that is a, a weird thing.
2: Am I going to like that? Uh,
20: it's very odd. Oh, I I I kind of got. It's basically like a, a a spoof kids TV program, like you get got in the 80s, for example, early 90s, but very dark and doesn't make any sense and very random and whimsical and it, it, it is pretty funny and well done. But they, I think they kind of went a bit high budget towards the later one, like the, the last one they did. They kind of lost the plot a bit. They like they tried too hard to be too yeah. Too weird and too clever, and they've failed. And I, I've got r- no real interest in even seeing what the next one is because I think they've they've screwed it up. Oh. But certainly number four is probably my favourite. Number four Maybe. is peak. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Yeah, I'd say four or five. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, if you're only going to go go watch one, watch watch one of those two.
2: But will I get it if I just <clears throat> go straight in at four?
20: Yeah. And uh, music. Wise. Yes. Are you um, familiar with the, the genre yes. known as synthwave or new retro wave? Oh, God, no. Right. Imagine the kind of 80s soundtracks you used to get in films like the John Carpenter soundtracks and the kind of Vangelis, Blade Runner-y kind of things. And, and to a certain extent, you know, the Stranger Things music. Yeah. There's a whole kind of resurgence
2: of that kind of uh, nostalgia. I suspected there might be. Yeah. <laughs> I suspected there might be. Well, I knew it was on the cards.
20: Well, that, that, yeah, but, it, but a lot of people think, oh, yeah, well, that Stranger Things started that off. Well, no, it no. you know, started off in sort of 2012, 2013, and the Stranger Things has kind of been riding on the coattails of it. Yeah. Uh, but its uh, I'm really getting into it now. I mean, I like electronic music, and I do make my own music, et cetera. But... Uh, I'm, nothing can compare to the stuff I'm, I'm hearing. I'm thinking I can never make music that good, but it's really worth yeah. having a look. There's loads of kind of um, compilations. Where do you stand
2: there. on CAN? What is CAN? Whoa, we've only got <laughs> two minutes. CAN um, are, well, it's not electronic music, but CAN um, are a German avant garde. Ban. OK, how do you spell it? C-A-N. Here we go. OK. Hang on. I don't know them well enough to know if I've jumped to something good or not. Here we go. I'm going to jump forward a bit. Hang on, here we go. Well, it's quite minimal. No, that's that's too melodic for Can. That's actually really melodic for them. Okay. I, I too. I'm going to go. Uh, well, right. we're going to we're going to play a little if you had to something. Uh, I'm going to dig out some Can for tomorrow. They're krautrock, and um, it's hard work. We'll have a Can special the night before Christmas Eve. That's what we'll do, guys. The first time aeroplanes were used by the British police was in the search for Agatha Christie when she went missing in 1926. You see. It's full of facts. How could... This is the kind of book that you would just sit there and I'd, I'd be gone Christmas Day. Dennis Reddick, Yeah, just give me... Let me just do one more page. When Monty... Oh, here we go. When Monty Python toured the US and were asked to trash a hotel suite for publicity... Michael Palin obligingly went in the bathroom and broke a toothbrush. Ladies and gentlemen, you have there your
0: rock and indeed
2: your roll. Gotta love a bit of Python.
0: The wild man of late night radio is back.
2: Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: I knew it. I knew it. I've just had an email. From Valentina. Remember Valentina, who's coming in on the New Year's Eve show? No, she's not! I knew it! I knew it! Didn't I say there was something dodgy about her? Ian, I have to bottle out of the New Year's show. Unbelievable. We'll discuss this tomorrow. Right, coming up next. uh, Then we had John Ronson on? He was brilliant. He wrote "The Men Who Stare at Sheep" and "Them," and um, uh, so the uh, book about being publicly shamed. Uh, and he is one of my favourite people in the entire world. We spoke to him earlier in the year, and this is thus
1: late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. <laughs>
13: French cameras picking up her fat white eyes She looks at me and suddenly there's water in
17: my eyes I like sleeping in your shirt Stings of smoke and all your dirt Makes me think of you sometimes Laying
12: on
13: my own
2: with water It's the best song you've never heard. Uh, and why are we playing this before John Ronson comes on? Well, uh, John Ronson's on the line from New York. Hi, John, how are you doing?
20: Hey, Ian,
7: how are you? I'm,
2: I'm really pleased to talk to you. We'll, d- w- don't worry, we'll let you go. I know you've got to go and pick up your wife from, from something. Not <laughs> <We're laughs> soon, but I tell you what, go, listening hearing that
7: song just now was so great. If only we could have got that song played on the radio. <laughs> Back in the day when the Man from Del Monte could have been big star. They
2: almost were. The Man from Del Monte were one of those they were kind of one of those also ran run bands. They were big mm-hmm. in the indie charts. They were big they were bigger than Pulp for a while. Yeah, you know, we, we, we used
7: to play shows in Manchester where we were being supported by the Inspiral Carpets at 808 State and, <laughs> uh, and we, yeah, we, we were on the cusp of greatness, and I think, I, I don't need to tell you listeners, because every single listener who just heard that bit of water in my eyes would agree with me that it's like a great song. Oh, yeah. And it saddens me and mystifies me to this day, because I believe in, in a meritocratic society where good people are rewarded, <laughs> yet Del Monte was never rewarded for, for being so great. You
2: you were their manager, and I was... Me and my friend, we discovered them, me and my friend Malcolm Richman, we discovered them, and they were our band, right? And we loved them, and we would always... We, we lived in Slough, we'd travel up to London to go and see them. We had all the, the vinyl, We had, I've still got them in a box somewhere, and all, the, all of the stuff that came out. And it never... You were their manager, how did... How did you end up managing a band? Um, I saw them in London.
7: It was like a Damascus moment. So I was the I was the social secretary of the Polytechnic of Central London, which is also how I ended up joining Frank Sidebottom's band. And and so I, I was just I was shadowing my predecessor and I was at a sound check and the man for Monte were playing and I just thought this this band is going to be is going to be huge, and I want to be in on it. <laughs> so I, I mean, in a way, I'm quite glad it never happened because I would have spent my life in the music business, which would have been so depressing. But um, uh, but I, I just thought this band's going to be massive, and and lots of other people did too. It wasn't just you. Um, the band James, like, were big champions yeah. of the manfred Del Monte and and you know there was a moment where... I tell you what, I think the problem was. Well, A, I was a terrible manager. I kinda of managed them into the ground. And and B, there was a kinda of class thing. Like the band was perceived to be sort of middle class. Um oh. even though I mean they weren't, but yeah. they were perceived to be middle class. And it was just at the time when the Stone Roses and Happy Mondays yeah. and, and all of that lot who were, you know, very much kind of working class bands came up and, and any any group perceived to be kinda of middle class had to like um, you know, change first, or die, and we died.
2: But they, I, I remember they were on the, the, a video for, it was either that or, um, Louise was on, um, was on the chart show, and it, we got very excited. Yeah,
7: yeah, we made it to the chart show, we made it to, like, a few things, we played in Barcelona with the
2: Darling bud. Wow. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I and, met and, I met you. I met you, and I think I've mentioned this before. Um, backstage when they were playing at the uh, the marquee, and I was a very drunk fifteen or sixteen year old, very very drunk. And you had a monkeys t-shirt on. Of course, I'm obsessed with the monkeys, and uh, cool. uh, and I remember. I, I think I was probably quite gobby, so I probably owe you an apology.
7: <laughs> it's fine. You're good. forgiven. Good. So was good. to would say I'd do anything to. to get the vaudeville wanted to have some kind of renaissance because they were <laughs> they were so great
2: i'm always maybe banging this on about was them the
7: moment maybe this was the tipping point Are you playing water in my eyes just now <laughs>
2: that's it we can let it go uh, and the yeah. reason we saw them is because we came to see frank sidebottom at what what was london central poly um right. and uh, it was uh, I, again I, I was obsessed with frank and frank was one of those things one of those those acts those turns that was the, that divided people my sister who's listening now in new zealand hated him didn't get it at all and just thought it was childish and ridiculous. Whereas, you know, the people in the know thought he was a genius. Well, he was a genius, I think.
7: He was a genius. He really was. Um, There was a kind of strange, surreal genius to what he did. And I think you'd only... I I was lucky enough to be in Frank Sidebottom's band, I think, at at his kind of height, where... Um, you know, we were We were quite terrible, but we were terrible in this really endearing way. Um, people, yeah, people fell in love with us. We were playing in front of like crowds of 2000. And, uh, and, and then I think what the problem was, uh, was that Frank, Chris, who who was like underneath Frank's head, yeah. decided to make the band more mainstream, thought we can't carry on just being terrible. So taught us all to play properly. And um, and we kind of jumped the shark, and that's what killed us. And um, but I was there just before all of that happened, when when we were kind of sort of weird, shambolic oddness. I mean, I, I, maybe some people listening don't don't know what we're talking about with Frank Sidebottom. Well, yeah, um,
2: it's it's hard. To, well, it's it's hard to describe beyond. It was um, a, a brilliant songwriter hiding behind a giant paper mache head, and yes. h- pretending that he wasn't a brilliant songwriter. Yeah,
7: and also we did lots of cover versions. We'd always did cover versions of of slightly pompous songs, um, and, and and which Frank would then do in this kind of plinkety plunk way. So so we we would reduce great pompous anthems to kind of stupid parochial songs about living in timperley in manchester uh, yeah, and yeah and throughout it all he wore a big fake head that he never took off and and i tell you what Ian, nothing makes a young man feel more alive than cruising up the motorway at two o'clock in the morning sitting next to a man wearing a big fake head because uh, sometimes he would keep the head on for like hours and hours even when, when he wasn't on stage and he was frank you couldn't call him chris when he wore the head, he wouldn't respond. You had to call him Frank. And um, yeah, so suddenly at like, the age of 19, I felt like Alice through the looking glass. I'd be in like a van at three o'clock in the morning, cruising up the motorway next to a man wearing a big fake head. Did
2: you? I'm, I'm sure you must have done I, I, done. I had a couple of times the, the pleasure of, of hearing Frank Sybottom swear. Very drunk, Frank Sybottom swearing.
7: <laughs> I don't remember Frank being drunk. I certainly remember Chris being drunk on oh, the was a Wayward Side. To the trip. last
2: gig, I, the last gig I did with him, it was um, at the Hundred Club, and there were only about as there often were, unfortunately, there were about forty people there. And I was <laughs> comparing, and Chris was steaming drunk. I mean, steaming, and he was he was being so charming, though. He was hilarious Ooh. backstage, playing like blues songs and stuff. And he right. went out as Frank, and he was meant to do twenty minutes. Forty-five minutes later. The, the the promoter said, you've got to get him off, because I've got to close up. So I had to go on. And it was wonderful. It was such a good performance. And, and he said, all right, sorry boss, yeah, okay, well I'm just going to go and sit at the edge of the stage and sell badges. And he did. And it was joyous to watch. Is you know, my favourite
7: Frank gig was, uh, it was at JB's in Dudley, and there was about 20 people in the audience, and... And at one point during the show, one of them got out a ball, and the audience split <laughs> into two teams. And completely ignoring, us started to play a game of football. And every so often, the ball would like go up onto the stage, and one of us would, you know, considerately kick it back while we carried on playing. And at the end of the show, uh, we went backstage, and Frank. The, I remember our bass player was seething because he was quite amused, <laughs> so he was seething. And Frank, he, he took off the head, and Chris went best show we ever
2: played oh fantastic <laughs> and yeah. there's not there aren't i mean i don't go to comedy clubs anymore I, I, seeing 10 stand-ups in a row i, I can't think of anything more tedious yeah. but there aren't any more turns like that you know that are, i mean i know frank was unique but also in the the mm. 80s there were kind of these these variety acts that would i remember seeing a guy called oh, jimbo who was this old guy i don't know if he, he must be dead now and he would do an act pretty much to silence and the last three or four minutes was him stood there, just saying nothing, letting it sink in that he'd, he'd failed. And he'd, he'd put on his jacket very slowly, pick up his bag, and he'd just walk out of the venue. And it was it was so delightful. And there's nothing like that, I don't think.
7: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are acts like that still, but I'm slightly behind. But yeah, I mean, back in the day, there was Malcolm Hardy yeah. who would urinate on the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chris Lynham who who's who oh Chris
2: Lydam, Chris Lydam. You know, him?
7: His his act would yeah. um, would climax in him sticking a firework yeah, yeah. in his ass and lighting it. <laughs> uh, and then there was like, that great musical act, like John Otway and Wild Willie Barrett, who were kind of quite similar to Frank Sidebottom yeah. in their way. Um yeah these are great times these these are certainly for me my my formative years the like I I I just left Cardiff where everything was was boring in my life and I and I was in a world of those people
2: I'll go back in a bit but the the film frank was 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 um well it was a massive success wasn't it Well I mean well, or not- was it not <laughs> Well, I mean, it wasn't the success,
7: the success that, that the guy who directed its next film was, because he then made uh, Room, which got nominated for all oh, those Oscars. Yes, so yes. I, I sometimes worry that Frank is going to be like a footnote in Room's history. <laughs> but but I, really, I really, I mean, you know, people, like, like last night I was walking down the street in New York and somebody came up to me, like in the darkness, and recognised me and said Frank was his favourite film. Wow. So there are people out there who feel that way, and it was certainly
2: kind of beloved by by critics. It's beautiful, it's stunning. Yeah. Were you surprised? Because there was a little bit of a backlash from Syboton fans who went, "Yeah, but hang on, he's got an American accent." Because it wasn't actually about Frank Syboton, was it? it? Just looked no, like him. No,
7: and, and you know what? I mean, to be completely honest, uh, if there'd been more of a backlash, I, I wouldn't have been surprised because. You know, it was a kind of it was a it was a gamble. What what happened with the movie that we took, you know, this kind of fantastic real life beloved person, Frank Sidebottom, with I should say with Chris's blessing. This yeah. is with Chris's blessing, and and kind of amalgamated him with other outsider. Artists like daniel Johnston who 's you know great um, bipolar singer songwriter yeah. and Captain Beefheart, and we kind of created this kind of fictional outsider artist who was a bit of all of these people, so I can understand why um, you know hardcore side bottom fans might might have seen that as a as a betrayal, but you know what really what made me very happy when when we were writing Frank was realizing that there was this documentary being Frank was yeah. also Going to be made, and so I thought, well, that's okay. Like, if if people want the Frank Sidebottom story, they'll they'll get Being yeah. Frank, and if people want this kind of, you know, sort of dream type, weird, surreal sort of dreamscape of a movie, then then they can see our movie, and and the two things can can live together fine. So I, I, so I think most people were were fine with it. You know, obviously a couple of people you know felt it, it, it should be more about Frank yeah Frank of course
2: but it's stunning yeah. for those who have not seen it it's stunning and I, I, I think it's, it's wonderful and in, funnily enough I was talking to Steve Sullivan who's doing the Being Frank documentary we are emailing each mm. other today he's got it down now to a, 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 a nifty 11 hours 18 minutes
7: God, he's got to <laughs> sort himself out I've been saying this to them for years just finish it God, kill, kill your babies and just finish it
2: Guys, if you do nothing else, go, go and buy the Man From Del Monte CD. Honestly, I, I love it. I love it. I'm going to be listening to this on the way home. John Ronson's on the line. John, thank you very much indeed. I really appreciate it. You're, you're very approachable, aren't you? I've been to a couple of your talks and stuff, and you kind of make a point of sort of being there so that people can come and say hello and stuff. Is that Do you find that a bit intimidating?
7: Uh, not intimidating. I mean, I spend most of my life, like all writers, I spend most of my life completely alone. So, so you know, my real life has been totally alone in a room. So it's nice once in a while if I'm going off to do a talk to, you know, put in the extra couple of hours at the end of it to, to meet everybody.
2: Now, I, I saw you uh, recently, you were doing a week of shows at the Soho Theatre. And it mm. was such a joy to see you and Louis Theroux... Um, oh, you talking. heard that one. That was a lovely one. I it thought. was a lovely one. There was, at yeah. uh, the, the first 20 minutes, that hmm. did feel a little bit like you were kind of sussing each other out. I, I, don't, I have no <laughs> idea how well you know Louis at all, but it, it, it felt a little bit, uh, you, you were both a little bit unsure. Yeah, well, we used to always be compared
7: to each other for years and years, um, like throughout the 90s. Like, I couldn't read any article about anything that I did without being compared to Louis. Louis, sometimes there'd be articles written about him, which didn't come <laughs> where he wasn't compared to me, which has made me even more annoyed. Um, and then, um, uh, so there was definitely some competitiveness and... To the extent that I think a little bit of hostility grew between us, which wouldn't have happened if if we weren't being compared to each other all the time. Um, I used to joke on stage that we were like kind of conjoined twins and that for one of us to grow stronger, the other must die. (laughs) And uh, and I've never done anything with Louis after all of these years. And and so then I I, I decided to do like five nights at the Leicester Square Theatre and I thought, wouldn't it be great to just, have, you know, have one of the nights as just a conversation between me and him? And, and so, yeah, I suppose there was a, a slight wariness at the beginning, but, but not for long, right? It ended up everyone moving. because oh, it, it,
2: it was brilliant. Yeah. It was a joy. You're right, it was Leicester Square, not so. And it, and it was a joy to watch, you know, and it was it was very, it was interesting, because you, 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 are, you are similar in styles. I also think you're similar to, um, um... Uh, Nick, uh, my, why has my mind gone blank? Broomfield. Broomfield, yeah, the three of you. There's, let's say similar, I don't mean, you know, identical, but there, you have similarities, the three of you.
7: I think I think there's differences too, though. I think Louis is more interested in being kind of confrontational yeah. than I am. Um, like, I don't want to be confrontational with people because I don't really want to see myself as a kind of representative of normal Or righteous society, because I think that brings with it its own problems. So I'm much more interested in kind of being. Entirely empathetic. And, and this, I I, 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 love Louis stuff. And in fact, I watched a whole bunch of things I hadn't seen before in preparation for that Leicester Square mm. show. And I really admired, like, you know, what he did, especially his film about the Westboro Baptist Church, yeah. which I think is absolutely brilliant, like so empathetic. So I think when Louis does, does that, that's what I love the most is when he, he, he kind of issues um you know confrontation and instead just goes for for empathy um but that but i'm biased because that's what i like to do you
2: you showed i can't wait for a scientologist um, documentary to come out if it Mm. ever does but you showed an interesting clip where he ends up kind of shouting at, at, at a scientologist which is kind of unusual for him and for anyone in that position
7: yeah, very brave. So basically the Scientologists are kind of filming him, so he starts filming them, and they end up just kind of shouting at each other. And, and yeah, when I did, I, I spent time with the Scientologists for the psychopath test, and, and I made the decision to not be at all confrontational with them, to see what would happen in that situation, and, you know, what would happen if I'm if I'm kind of with them and I'm not out to, to get them. And, and actually, amazing things happened. They got me into Broadmoor yeah. to meet this guy, Tony, who who claimed he'd faked madness to escape a prison sentence. And none of that would have happened if I hadn't been nice to the Scientologists. And, yeah. and, but however, you know, Louis got something really interesting in, in sort of prodding the Scientologists. So, so both, I think both approaches get something interesting. But you know, I'm 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 sort of happy with with my approach. How did it
2: happen? How did you go from you know being the keyboardist in Frank's band and and managing a band and to to making documentaries for the TV and then make writing books and then writing screenplays? It, it seems I'm missing the, the, the link, the bit in the middle.
7: Actually, I do know what the link is. It was this magazine in Manchester called City Life. Right. And lots of members of, um, the Del Monte, as well as Mark Commode, and, and, you know, everybody, they all kind of gravitated towards City Life because it was the only way we could earn any money because there wasn't any money and. Indie music or Papi Mache heads. At the time. <laughs> yeah. Not that there was that much money in writing for City Life. You get like 40 quid for interviewing a movie star. Um, so I started writing for City Life and it just became obvious that I was better at that. I was better at that than I was at being in a band or managing a band. And, and uh, uh, it came naturally to me. So I sent some City Life stuff down to London and that got me work with The Guardian. And then that got me like a column at Time Out. And then that got me a TV show. And then I started directing documentaries, and that led to the books, yeah. and so on.
2: Well, and how yeah. do you how do you, do you you come up with what your next book is going to be? Do you kind of have a, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you wake up and go, ah, oh, I'm going to do psychopaths, or ah, oh, I'm going to do shaming, or is it you're just kind of investigating and things sort of come together?
7: Yeah. I, you know, I always remember Adam Curtis, who's like my kind of mentor, the documentary maker, always said to me, like, said to me don't go for themes go for stories just do stories and something will emerge so that's what i that's what i do now i just sort of look for interesting stories in in the hope that some kind of eureka moment will will emerge um so it's never like with one exception actually when i was doing the minister at goats that Mm. was kind of deliberate like i wanted to write about the rational thought in powerful places and then I just spent ages looking for an appropriate story that would be about that yeah. and I, I ended up with the at goats but most of the time now I'm off I'm doing stories and I'm meeting people and finally like I think oh that's interesting I never thought of that I always want I always want some kind of mystery um, it could either be like a specific mystery sorry that the dogs are barking. <laughs> it could either be like a specific mystery yeah. I hope it's not an intruder oh gosh no don't yeah I know. It's New um, York.
2: It could be. No, no, I'm not even going to play that game. So no, <laughs>
7: no. You get worried about that? No. Yeah, I do. Um, so, or, or just me not understanding like something about how the world works, like why. So that was with my most recent book about public shaming. So you've been publicly shamed. Like I, I didn't understand why we were acting on social media in a in in in. in kind of increasingly cruel ways and so I, that was the mystery i wanted to solve and then with the psychopath test the mystery was you know is it true what psychiatrists say that psychopaths rule the world like that's such a huge thought mm. and and when i really don't know the answer to a question that's what sort of leads me to go off and try and solve the mystery
2: you're off twitter now if i didn't if i wasn't working on a brand new radio station with hardly any listeners you know you, you know startup station a new show I I would love to get rid of Twitter, because I hate it. I think it brings out the worst in other people. It brings out the worst in me. And reading the um, the, the, your shame book, I'm really trying to uh, monitor my behaviour on Twitter. But I find myself saying things and retweeting things that actually I wouldn't want to say or do. Twitter's a weird place, isn't it? It is weird. It's, it's because, you know, at the heart of a lot of the shamings
7: that people like us get involved in is a kind of righteousness. You know, yeah. we, we're, we're good, liberal, compassionate people. We want to end racism. We want to end misogyny. We want to end like, systemic failings and so on. And then you see somebody who is perceived to have kind of transgressed in those ways and, and good, good people are going for that person, so we go for that person too, and then it kind of escalates and escalates and escalates, and the next, you know, we're we're disproportionately punishing somebody who didn't really do that much wrong. Mm. We're making that person unresponsible for some kind of systemic failing, and then we ruin them, (laughs) we get them Mm. fired, because everybody's terrified of social media, so if we call for somebody to be fired, they get fired. And then quite what often happens is the next day, we find out that the information was all wrong, and that person didn't do anything wrong at all, and, and now they're in tatters. Over and over again, it
2: happens. Yeah, it does, and I, I, and I mean, it, it, it seems to bring out the some people are doing it for righteousness, but also it brings out it brings out ourselves as well. To be completely honest, totally. doesn't it?
7: Yeah, like hip, like awful kind of hipsters who just don't care about anything. They're yeah. just, you know in, interested in the kind of joy of doing it. Um, ugh, I mean, it's just like with, yeah. I mean, I noticed it the other day um, with Gator Lees. I mean, he was. Um, you know, the, the great, you know, legendary journalist Gaete Lee yeah. was reported as saying some kind of really hoary old, you know, misogynistic nonsense. And so he was, you know, people just went for him in, in a very hurtful ways. And then, you know, two days later, it turns out that he was, you know, misquoted. Yeah. And, and his transgression was nowhere near as bad as the way it was reported on Twitter, which is, you know, like the world's worst information swapping service. was <laughs> constantly getting stuff wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah it happens every single day i mean I, i'm I'm sick of it you know i'm I, you know today it's happening to stephen fry who who did you know say something or, or is quoted as saying something pretty unwise today but you know day after day after day and, and all of yeah. this is creating you know what what people don't understand i think is the um, shamings are always about something more than the transgression. There's the transgression, but there's also the reason why all these disparate groups, you know, leap on somebody and tear them apart. And then there's what what is this doing to the world? And what it's doing is creating this frightened, conservative, conformist society where everybody's thinking twice before they write something. And, you know, all the... Initial joy of the sort of curiousness of, of Twitter mm. has gone out the window. Oh, I think, and it's, it's
2: just fear. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it's an unpleasant place. But I, I, I got to, I get to speak to um, members of the monkeys through it, so that so that I quite like <laughs> it for. But the rest of it is pretty poor. Um, John, very quickly, are you allowed to tell us what you're working on now? Is it hush hush, or are you? Are you...
7: Um, well, I'll tell you in the kind of broadest way. I'm, I'm, I'm working on a really interesting project about sex. However, oh, well, um, um, but i don't want to say anything more about what it what it is okay. but it's really good I, yeah. I mean right now it's it's really good i mean who knows how it's going to be in a few months time but oh. I, I i'm really excited
2: about it it's so nice to talk to you john and thank you so much for coming on and uh, you've, the few times we met you've always been so charming to me so thank you very much
7: i oh, and it's been a pleasure thank you for for being charming too
2: thank you mate johnronson.com if you want to go and find out more john thank you very much indeed go and pick up your wife uh, johnronson.com dot com, um, uh, just any of his books are are a delight, um, ones to dip into. Oh, I don't know, Frank is good, and uh, they're all good. They're all good books. So go and you know go and have a look, John. Thank you very much indeed. And go and buy the Man from Del Monte if you like kind of jangly late eighties, early nineties pop. Go and buy the Man From Del Monte CD. It'll be on, it'll be on Amazon. For, you can probably get
0: it for pennies. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
1: Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.